Have you ever thought of a clever name for a porn parody of Pokemon? Okay, better yet, have you ever found any of the characters hot in Pokemon? You ever had fantasies? Was I a human male in the fucking 2000s? Of course I've looked up Pokemon porn. Are you crazy? The nurse Joey, get out of here. Don't they watch those maps? Shit. Misty, are you kidding me? So who was your favorite character then? Are you talking sexually or in general? Oh, come on. Sexually. Uh, Misty, man. She was a total babe. Misty, huh? She was a total babe. Yeah, no, I was always an Officer Jenny guy. Yeah? She was, like, so take charge, so, like, just up in your face. Oh, she was an officer. But then, oh, but then she also had that, like, the, the spiky hair with the, the ponytail oh. in the bag. It's like, oh. Well, to be fair, it was a cartoon and then fucking we were... 90s and stuff. Thousands, of course. She, every character had spiky fucking hair. That is true. That's true. It was kind of like the early days of, of anime, like, in... Western or for Western audiences. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Always misty. Oh yeah. Always misty. Yeah, buddy. Eskimo Bros. Speaking of Alaskan popsicles or whatever. <laughs> you didn't even go French. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, misty man. That's that's the move. She was I so think he's regretting uh, this opening already. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about the London Bridge. <laughs> You can say anything at this point. <laughs> I'd pound that cloister. <laughs> Lick a tongue that cloister all day long. Andy Cass Harden. <laughs> String shot. <It's> <laughs> String shot. Oh my god, my speed. <laughs> my, my speed. Oh god, that was fun. Harden wore off. <laughs> Defense drop. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs>
if you haven't played it, I encourage you to check out our playthrough of it on the channel, Hardship Gaming, and check out Gargoyles Quest 2. Yeah, it was good. It was a good podcast. They're always fun to hang out with. So uh, give them a listen. Obviously, you're listening to us already, so I'm going to tell you to. Thank you <laughs> for listening to us. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Kevin is here because what would a podcast be without, you know. Can't prove it. Kevin. <laughs> he's he's not here though because we can't prove it. Can't prove it. Can't this prove is it. a recording. <laughs> he phoned it. <laughs> we told him just record a bunch of sound bites. I'll put it uh -huh, in later. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so today, uh, we're talking about the same thing we always talk about: Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It does happen a lot. Every time, every time we would, I would be here, and Paul would be playing game. Paul wouldn't know what the hell to talk about, so Ian and I would talk about Pokemon. We even got made fun of for talking about Pokemon all the time. I remember oh, it happened. I remember it happened a lot on uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, oh, yeah. through that, they're always talking yeah, about Pokemon. That, that guy didn't care for that too much because he's never played him. <laughs> it's kind yes. of a bad habit and a go-to topic for us with oh, certain yeah. things. Well, Pokemon was such a huge part of our lives growing up. Yeah, it, yeah, it really was. It really was. I remember uh, learning about it for the first time um, in 1998. I yep. saw the the TV show, and then uh, the card game. I remember packs of the Pokemon cards. I remember them on Target store shelves in wow. January of 1999, and then it was in February. Well, I think I knew about the game back in 1998, but I didn't pick up the game, my first game, until February of 1999. You want to talk about dating myself? I bought the Pokemon card game starter set. It came with it was like Machamp or whatever yep, and yep, all that. Yeah. I bought it at a Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. My brother amazing. and I would walk to the local yeah. Blockbuster and we would buy Pokemon decks and cards there. Mm -hmm. And then obviously Software Etc. Had... I say I think I got my first one like Software Etc. Yep. I bought uh, like booster some of the booster packs and then uh, a starter deck. Yep. Electronics well, Boutique. Yeah. Sold them. Well, it's awesome. My first three packs of Pokemon cards that I ever got were the uh, the. The base set that came out, first edition, and they came in like the blister packs, like yeah. where it, it, they had the cardboard and stuff like that. And so it was, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. With Paul's block, he pulled nothing but what was it, Gengar? No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> thank God Gengar was not in yeah, the was, first that set. That wasn't for another couple sets yet. Oh, that was all fossil. No, I was able to pull a, uh, a first edition holofoil, though. Raichu was my first really? my first ever pull. Yeah. Don't mm -hmm. you wish you had a first edition Charizard? Yeah. Whew. That thing's still pretty expensive. So. Yeah. But we'll talk about those a little bit later. But for right now, let's start with the games. Oh, my God, what a wonderland those games truly were. I pumped so many hours into the first generation games. What was your first game for the Game Boy? I, I first played it on a Game Boy Pocket. I had blue. Yeah, I, I first <clears> played it <throat> on a Game Boy, and I had blue as well. Well, of course blue you played it on a Game Boy, idiot. <laughs> Well, you said Game Boy Color. You played it on. No, I had a Game Boy Pocket. Oh, Game Boy. No, Pocket. I had the the fat, oh. the old school Game Boy. The brick. Boy. Yeah, yeah, I had the. I had and the then red I had too. I had gotten red as my copy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had the fire Pokemon on the front, and that's the. I was just like, yeah, oh, that mm -hmm. one's the badass. That's the one I want. Well, it's. I remember playing it from uh, somebody at school who had the game. He had red, and so then I wanted to go out and I wanted to get blue. Of course. Um. 
And uh, <clears throat> but I also loved Squirrel was one of my favorite characters from the from the get go. So um, so his evolution obviously Wartortle and Blastoise. Stop it. Let's <laughs> not allude to the opening. <laughs> anyway, I can't help it. He's my favorite. He's absolutely adorable, and so I ended up getting that one. And I can remember too. I still actually in my uh, like I have the game complete, like with the box and everything. And I remember throwing the receipt into the box, and so I still oh, have wow. it. And February of 1999 is when I picked the up thermal paper. Paper hasn't faded yet. It has started fading. Okay. Oh, very wow. much so. I'm Unless surprised they, it's not gone by now, because yeah, usually they're gone by this point. Yeah, Wasn't it if you keep it dark, or keep it closed off somewhere, out of light? It's oh, is that light? what causes it? I don't know. I I yeah, maybe that's what it is. I mean, it's thermal, so I would assume so, but I could be wrong. I just so, thought they uh, just naturally uh, broke down over time. No yeah. idea. Well, I, I, haven't, were... I haven't looked at it in a long time, so maybe it actually <laughs> is broken down. I think the first one was yellow. No. Maybe not. No. Oh, when did yellow come out? October of 1999, I believe. Guess what? What? Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's right. Nineteen? No, ninety-eight. Yellow, red, and blue. Uh, we didn't get no. yellow till it did not. It did not come out nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, it came out nineteen. Staggered U.S. releases. U.S. Oh, you're right. Ninety-nine. I'm sorry. Ninety-eight <sighs> for Japan. What? September. Wow. We they, we didn't get it for for about a whole year afterwards. Yeah, but we didn't also get Pokemon for two years before Japan got theirs. They started theirs in nineteen ninety six. We didn't get them until nineteen ninety eight. Oh yeah, that's true. I wonder, like, so. and they also gave they had three different games. Green, they did. They had, they had, yeah, yeah, red, green, and blue. Yes. Wow. But uh, yeah, that was it. Was I had Blastoise or not Blastoise? I had blue. Uh, what was? Do you recall what your first starter was? When you first plugged that game in, let me guess, squirt, squirt. No? You oh went Venusaur, God. didn't you? Really? You went like I did, Charmander all the way to the fire type. No, I chose Bulbasaur the first time, like an idiot. You chose easy mode. <laughs> that's, that's I was going to say, that's pretty much what easy mode was, because with Bulbasaur, you could get the first two badges right off the bat. Although, it's kind of funny, because in the uh, like the remakes, for so like Fire Red mm-hmm. and Leaf Green... Charmander, well, event when he evolves into Charmeleon, learns Metal Claw. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you can actually just destroy Brock with with yep. Charmeleon. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. so easy to get him to level up at the beginning there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steel's yeah. super effective on Rock, so it, it just destroys it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's still cabbage against Misty. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Water against fire is never a no, never a good bet. <laughs> so I would assume people know what the fuck Pokemon is because it's one of the most powerful IPs on the planet. I I would think so because I mean honestly, Pokemon is. I remember in 1998 when it just it took the world by storm. Truly and did, man. Game Freak knocked it out. Anybody who was between the ages of. God, five and twenty-five. I would say they knew what Pokemon was. Even they were... the adult, like the adults of the kids, knew what it was because oh, yeah. they had to go buy all. This oh yeah. Stuff. yeah. Honestly, to be honest, this is one of those. It's one of the franchises that I think like surp- even like surpasses like being an iconic thing because, mm-hmm. like, even Mar- Mario was like super big and popular with NES and Super NES stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like, yeah, he had his like cartoons and a few like side things but when pokemon it was like you know games then cartoons then card games then the merchandise it surpassed like everything as far as what you could buy yeah, yeah. and that's and that's how i knew that it was like 
it was more than just like a, a cultural phenomenon. It was a global phenomenon where oh, yeah. you have <laughs> things that happen in like each decade where it's like that just kind of shook the waves of everything. So like in 1977, Star Wars came out. That gripped the entire nation. It gripped the entire world. Sci-fi was just on top of the world. You could see the Jeez. toys were all in in, uh, uh, in the stores. They started making comic books. They started making books about it. So it became this huge thing. You have something like in the 80s, you have uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where mm -hmm. they had the toys, then they had the TV show, then they did the movies. They did, well, the comic books came first, uh, then the toys, then the show, then the, uh, then the movies. All this stuff, everybody knew it. There was turtle mania all over the place. Then in the 90s, you had something like Pokemon, where you had the games, you had the card game, you had the cartoon, you had the comic books, you had the the uh, the, the books that people were doing. And then soon, in 1999, I believe it was, or 2000, they had the, the movie. They started doing yeah. movies. Um, and so it just really became that global phenomenon where... I honestly, I think the last time that we've ever experienced something like this, and make fun of me if you want, but like something like Frozen, honestly, like that has. Well, I'm just saying. I've like, still never seen it. I, I've never honest, seen it. Either. I don't even think that's even close to what Pokemon did. But I mean, it was a movie that just captured everybody. It, yeah, it did over. Up. It did over a billion dollars in in movie sales, wow. global sales, um, and you had marketing up the the yin yang for it. Um, and just licensing all this other stuff, but like Pokemon was that that was that generation's yeah. like it was all over the place. You could not escape it. And it's one of those things too, like especially in the world of gaming, Japan always gets the games first. And then they mm -hmm. decide if they want to bring them here. Yep. So Pokemon is that weird anomaly where the past few generations or so, they've done global releases. It's everybody gets it at the same time. So that nobody gets... Nobody's ahead. Yeah, nobody's ahead of the curve at, yeah. at any given point. Because yeah. I remember I, when... um, Oh, what generation was it? X... No. Black and white, maybe? It was either black and white or X and Y. When I, I remember when I first saw that there was another generation, I was looking up the starters, and they had said when the release date was, they said worldwide on such and such. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like that's never happened before, you know? So it was such a cool thing to see that they're they're like releasing everything for everybody right away. Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't then you don't have those people that always constantly look for you know oh this is gonna be in it this is gonna be in it before we even get it mm -hmm. and it's like that because that always ruins the surprise for me like when people start posting leaks and shit like that but you know it's it's you're right it's a phenomenon that still hasn't died down that is a system seller mm -hmm. people buy. 3DSs and and stuff for Pokemon. Well, I mean, look at uh, let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah, they they're from what I understand still selling pretty well, and there were people that picked up Switches for that game. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even though people had smartphones, but yeah. you take a look at the the Pokemon culture go. of Pokemon Go. I mean, yeah. that was people were getting into accidents because they were not watching what they were doing while they were either driving or while they were walking. They had to start advertising on the game that you should not be playing this <laughs> if you are driving in a car. Yeah. Um, I mean, like everybody, everybody knew what Pokemon was, and even people who did not care for Pokemon or didn't really uh, know what yeah. it was back then, it's like they know what it is now because of things like Pokemon. Well, I would say I think it's also one of the few. Like franchises that I can think of where 
Like, we grew up with the first games, and there are generations younger than us that are playing new some of the like the newer stuff mm-hmm. and it's one of the few properties i can think of that spans multiple generations like that like even yeah. star wars the kids younger than us yeah they're getting into it a little bit with the like the newer movies but mm-hmm. they're still not quite up to the same way we are like that divide yeah. with pokemon where yeah. it's still broken generations it's, and, it yeah. seems to transcend time yeah where it just keeps bringing in new generations of fans. Yeah. yeah, which is what Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee was aiming to do, was bring in a whole new group of fans that maybe necessarily wouldn't play the main games. Yeah. So they made the game accessible and introduced like the idea of the battle system. Cause, like, yeah, because wasn't that just a remake, basically, of Pokemon Yellow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. It was pretty much Yellow again. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I actually really liked it. I a lot of people. I loved Yellow. A lot of people pan the shit out of it because it wasn't battle centric. It's not a hard game, but then again, Pokemon games, to be honest, for me personally, never not, really no. were. The only time Pokemon it's games are hard is if when you put limitations on yourself. Yeah. But I mean, like you did the the Ash Run. The Ash Challenge. That was incredible. Uh, where like okay. I suppose we should have Paul explain what, what that is for people who don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's preface this by, by kind of going over like the generations here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, this whole phenomenon started with red and blue for us. 151. Technically, two, 152. Yeah, 151. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pokemon unique. You know, pocket monsters that you catch, you battle them, you try to become the the super Indigo League champion guy. You know, you whoop your rival's ass a few times. He's a smart ass, although he uh, got. You're trying to be the best there ever was. Uh, <laughs> That's catch the... them is my true test. Yeah, he's. <laughs> to train them is my cause. Yes! <laughs> but that's. I mean, I've that's... traveled across the land. Look what I started. <laughs> Don't even. I want to Searching far and wide. Hey, Pokemon, to understand the power that's inside. Okay, we're done. Yeah. Because this could... <laughs> But, uh, that's. I lost my train of thought. Talking about the generations. So yes. we, got red, we got red and blue. Then red and third blue. one yellow. Third one yellow. It was red and blue with a couple of twists in it. Um, instead of having Squirtle, Charmander, or Bulbasaur, they gave you Pikachu off the bat. So what it was is that it was almost like, so red and blue were the main games, and then yellow was kind of like the, the topper of Generation 1. Yeah. And they tried to make it more, in, in my opinion, they tried to make it more like the TV show. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. you ended up encountering uh, Squirtle, uh, Bulbasaur, and Charmander in different scenarios. And so then you got to, instead of having to choose one of them as your starter, you started off with Pikachu, like you did in the show. And then each, as you were going on, you then encountered each one of them like you did on the show. Well, and also wasn't the different one, wasn't, uh, it wasn't just generic Team Rockets in yellow either. I think it was in yes, it was Did generic. It was generic uh, team rocket members in red and blue, and I believe it was Jesse and James in yellow. Was it really? I, I think I thought it they was. were at least in one spot where you could talk to them. Oh. I know in Let's Go, it's Jesse. It's and James. Jesse and James. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I mean, know, it's been a long time since I played the original yellow. Yeah, so maybe I'm just me, yeah, me too. I, I never have. You've never played yellow. I've never played I, yellow. One of the things I thought was like that yellow did because it was kind of a nice little 
additional thing was the the Pikachu mini games. Yeah, where yeah you that's could, right. Pikachu yeah. could get he could learn surf, which he's yes, not he allowed could, yeah. to learn mm-hmm. surf. He could also learn fly because yep. of the balloons. Yeah, you had to. Um... So those were having those mini games where Pikachu could learn moves that are outside of his normal move pool was actually a really cool touch. Yeah, well, they were. It felt like they were trying to expand. Like the typings even back then, so it's like now. Oh, cool! He's an electric Pokemon. Well, let's give him a fucking flying move. So now you know, it was it, yeah, it was mm-hmm. such a cool thing. Yeah, but I sunk, like like Paul says, countless countless hours into into the original. In the original one, did you ever actually catch all 150? Never. Really? I never have. It was it's too it's too tedious of work. Not to mention you have to trade for some of them and. Like, I just, I, to be honest, and this is confession time, I've never caught Mewtwo. Really? I've never done the secret dungeon. And Seriously? Never have. Not once. Because by the time I finish the game, I have no interest. You basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and really? Because you didn't battle against your brothers or anything? We did, but it wasn't... <sighs> Even back then, I wasn't a huge, like... PvP kind of guy. That's like one of the only games I can think of where I enjoy PvP. Was back then because like I'd hang yeah. out with Chris or you know my sister played. I had some friends at school that played. So like me like leveling my Pokemon and then rebattling them and quite frankly kicking their ass at some points <laughs> until like everyone else started catching up in levels is. It was where I first started to encounter people who cheat. Which yeah. is why, because wasn't there a game genie for the Game Boy? Yes, there was. There was, and it was yeah. that, that's so how of course, I actually got Mew. And I'm pretty that's how I got sure Mew as well. I yep. fought somebody who had cheated Pokemon, like so Pokemon that weren't that were more they were level 100 when they're not supposed to be. So here's the thing with Red and Blue: you didn't need a game genie in order oh. to cheat. There no, was oh missing no. There was there was the, the missing glitch. no glitch, and what it would do is that so you would talk to the 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 bug catcher in Viridian City who says, "Do you want me to show you how to catch, or do you know how to catch Pokemon?" You say no. He goes through the whole uh, spiel of of catching Pokemon. You then fly to Cinnabar Island, and on the east side of the island, you just swim up and down the uh, like the, the coast, right. and you will end up encountering Pokemon like Missing No, and you will encounter like level 132 or like higher like level Pokemon. And if you do, the sixth item in your inventory will then basically shoot up to like 99, 99 it, it or some, it, it, like a, a max out where it's like you almost have like a hundred of them or, or like hundreds of them. Oh, okay. um, and so you could do that with rare, rare candies. candies. You could do that Master with, Ball. with Master Ball. You could do that with the, um, what is it, like the, the vitamins that you can take, oh, like Carbos and irons. Calcium, Iron, yeah. well, you would, um, all that stuff. Well, you didn't even need to do that. You just did it with the nugget, and you'd have enough money to, to buy, buy Yeah, you yeah, do it with the nugget so that you have all these nuggets, and then you just end up... Shut up. Sell them all but and then one. You sell, and then... Yeah, then you sell all but one and just rinse and repeat, and therefore you will be a freaking... Although I always questioned whether or, not, whether or not you actually had talked to that guy. You You did. Does it like? Does it? I mean, it's. I believe so. I believe it does. Was it ever actually confirmed that you had to talk to him, and it wasn't just a? I think so because what would have stopped the average person from just like? Well, most people don't stick in a single tile and move up and down like that. Like I, I did when I was working up. I, I like, did when too. I grinded. I, I would, would just. Too, yeah. Well, no, but, but you gotta too. remember also, missing no only appears within that line. So yeah. who? 
would sit in that particular line and go up and down rather than right outside of a town where there's a right, you know poker center is. Mm. So because it was in such a weird location. Yeah, but honestly, I feel like it it still could happen in the sense that I kind of like, want to look that up and see if, if you have required. if you have like an electric Pokemon that you want to build up. Then yeah, and if you're in Cinnabar Island, then why wouldn't you just go up and down in the water? But why would you go that far in? in? Like most, like most people stay within a certain distance of like the Pokemon centers while training. Yeah, the Pokemon center is like right there on the on the the. In, I in thought it was area. on the the opposite side. No, the same Cinnabar people, Island is tiny. The same people that happened to find the glitches in like Super Mario Three, where you kick the turtle, it turns into a coin, but you grab the coin midair and it warps you to the end of the game. Like, yeah. some of the, those weird-ass glitches that mm-hmm. just have, or was the one in Ocarina of Time where you just boundary break it right or, to the end of the game? No, uh, Link to the Past. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, Link, you never yeah, know. Link to the past. Or yeah. you be save mid-jump after rescue, after yeah, grabbing the yeah, princess. You end, and then, yeah, yeah, you end it, you continue, and then you all of a sudden, You just walk right yeah. up to Ganon yeah. and then up mm-hmm. to the Triforce. So who knows? I mean, people do some weird shit that, like, I feel like game developers really don't account for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who, who the hell knows? Yeah. So. But that's... That's one of those things where it's that. I, that's where I started. To, I was like, I hate fighting actual people in anything mm-hmm. because well, so people not, cheat. And it that's why I prefer playing playing with people I knew. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So I mean, for me, it wasn't. And I, I to be honest, like, the whole concept of having the link cables mm-hmm. was such a cool thing because there really wasn't was anything unique. else yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. No. So no. like having to sit like the two feet away from each other <laughs> and have it plugged into the system mm-hmm. and then accidentally pulling it out <laughs> with people. <laughs> Fighting because that or just, sucked. Yeah. <laughs> or just having to get together with like a friend so that you two had to work together in order to get all 150. And that's Pokemon. why. And it was cool when what was it? Game Boy Color had the IR sensor in the top for yeah mm-hmm. for for playing across it. I believe yep. so. Yes. Yeah. It was really picky. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it had to be like exact yeah. level yeah. angles and. Because yeah. I remember, I remember using that for um, Pokemon trading card game. For the Game Boy Color, basically, oh, yeah. you do that the mystery pop. You basically yeah. just lay them down on a table where they're facing each other and just touch the buttons instead of moving them. Pretty it was much. the only way to make it stable. It seemed like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, what, what was your favorite Pokemon from the first gen? So honestly, from the first gen, I, I, I honestly feel like Pokemon Yellow was a really. It really combined red and blue, and the fact that it played more like the TV show. I loved that aspect of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. As far as games went, uh, I basically just I played both red and blue. And I, well, I should say I played all three, but I only played through yellow once. Like I played through red. I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I, that's just kind of my favorite on that generation by default. But if we're talking like actual individual Pokemon, yeah, like the individual Pokemon. Um, Did you think I meant games? Oh, I thought you meant the games. <laughs> I oh. <laughs> Oh no! Like oh, my, what like, individual Pokemon was your favorite? Oh, my Squirtle, Squirtle. As far down, as of like I- individual went, I back then when I the first time through it, I was like, okay, yeah, I really love Charizard, and then I got Pokemon like Vaporeon, and I was like, he's just such a badass idea. Like I actually really liked the Eevee line. Oh, the Eevee lines were that's, awesome. They were amazing, and then I liked um, liked them until I eventually ended up getting Gyarados, mm. and I think he was probably my my favorite. Oh yeah, Gyarados was a fucking monster in the. I just love he went from that useless fish to that big badass. Well, and I think that that's why it's like you had to kind of stomach the fact that he was an absolutely useless Pokemon. Yeah. And then that's why it could justify Gyarados being as strong as he was because you had to, 
you had to, to stomach it f- until he got to level 20 when he could finally yeah. turn into Gyarados. An idea that they actually revisited uh, the whole idea of Magikarp and Gyarados. Oh, they really? did it with Phoebus and Milotic in uh, but that one was, Ruby Sapphire. Oh. Wasn't it related to its beauty? You had to max out the beauty stat for the competitions and then, I think, level it up somewhere and it would evolve into Milotic. Mm. But it was the same thing. Milotic was a beast. Yeah. So it was, it was such a cool idea. And a really cool looking Pokemon at that. Yeah. Um, I would have to say mine was probably Vulpix and Ninetales. I loved the way Vulpix and Ninetales looked. Even I though... Them and Arcanine as well. Yeah, confess, Arcanine's better than Ninetales. Everybody knows that. He's faster and stronger. But I, I fell in love with the way Vulpix and Ninetales look. Yeah. Ninetales still has Fire Blast. So I mean, that's... That's yeah. true. That's true. So it's it's powerful in its, in its own right. Yeah. And in the modern games, Ninetales does have one cool leg up. There's the ice version. That's true, the Alolan form. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's I love that. But speaking of fire too, I did love uh Flareon. I love yeah. Flareon, the the fire version of yeah. Jolteon. Uh, I was Jolteon uh, see, I, no. see, we got the trio. <laughs> That's why we work well again. <laughs> with, our, with our powers combined, <laughs> we are the battling Eevee brothers. So you mentioned you did get Mew. You have you I, did get Mew I unofficially, did. even though Well there was I don't think there was an official way in the US to ever yep. get it. Uh, there no, there no there was. There was an official way. So Nintendo Power had a contest where 151 lucky players <laughs> could send their game in to Out Nintendo. of a million, like the millions of people that were playing. Out of millions it's, of people, yes. That was the idea. 150, yeah. That's 151 would be selected to get Mew put onto their game. So you would send them your cart. <laughs> That's and the then, and yeah, you would send them your cart, they'd send it back, and Mew would be on that game. And so they went through... <laughs> In, in the uh, issue of Nintendo Power, they said, like, what Mew's attributes were, where it would have, uh, uh, what is it, uh, the experience where it's it's almost like whenever you trade a Pokemon, you know how it, it gets the increased experience, the, boosted. the yeah. boosted experience. He would always get boosted experience. Of course. He could, um, he could learn any TM and HM. Um, I think there was something else, too, but um, either way, I so on uh, the Game Genie, you could put in a code where you would then end up finding him at, in this location in Cerulean City. And so I ended up... And, and let me let me preface this by saying, though, that he was kind of like Abra, where he was still... Even though, even though you had the chance to catch him, he was still tough as shit to catch. Mm-hmm. He was still difficult to catch. Because he could teleport away, and so you would have to... You would be trying for, for hours on end trying to catch him. Um, at that point, you're already using the game gene. Just do what I did. Give yourself more Master Balls. Oh, there you go. <laughs> at so, that point, you're already cheating to get the last Pokemon you need. You but, might as well just uh, go all out. But anyways, yeah. So I ended up uh, using the Game Genie. I caught a Mew, which I was very surprised because as a Pokemon that is technically not in the game, he's listed as the 151st Pokemon. Well, you know, his data's he's all got, in the game. And there was just no way to catch him. Yeah, exactly. He's got stats. He's even got a backstory in there in his Poke, uh, the Pokedex entry. And that was the one thing I loved was, like, you had the 150 and you went to talk to... 
What's his name? The one guy, I can't remember what city Bill? it is. But oh, what, Bill. Is it Bill? No, I thought it was in the Surrey? developer The developer guy in the building. Oh, oh in Celadon. In Celadon. You talked about yeah. you know, filling out your Pokedex and yeah. shit. If you talked to him at the 150, that's that what he that's what he congratulates you. Mm-hmm. And that you're done. But then, yeah, if you caught Mew, all of a sudden it was like, no, 151. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of cool. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's strange that they never said that this... This character was in the game, but yet it had all of that information stored from the get-go that yeah. it could be unlocked. And so then that's where all of these rumors about how the, the pushing the truck, pushing the, the truck that was on the uh, that was right by the SSN, yeah. like why is that there? There's got to be a way to use strength to push it out of the way. There was so many different rumors about how to get Mew, and uh, it just so. Yeah. But anyways, when I caught the Mew. He had the boosted experience. He could learn any HM and TM. And I was like, he seems to be pretty much the same that Nintendo Power was claiming to be. And so I even wrote to Nintendo Power (laughs) at the time. And I'm just like, I got Mew through a Game Genie. And it's he's doing the exact same thing that like that you your contest Mew did too. Is there any difference between the two? And Nintendo actually did write me back and they said that we can assure you that uh, yours is not the official Mew. You had to have won it through the contest for it to be official. And I'm like, you know what? I bet you a million dollars what they were doing. Probably all they did was stick the card in and then into a system and it just imported the data, unlocked the data. I, bet, the you, I, don't even think they did I bet you there was one poor <laughs> SOB at Nintendo of America who was like, okay, here's the, okay, this is number 26. They plugged it into a game genie. <laughs> did it themselves. And they caught it. Send the thing back. <laughs> That's literally what they did. That's oh, amazing. That would be kind so, of so. But yeah, it's it, and it was Nintendo Power just kind of. Uh, they were basically protecting themselves. The 151 contest that they had, um, but honestly, it was no different. If yeah, you caught was, it was a game genie. If you didn't, it's, it even it had was the like same the actual like IDs and stuff like that. It did. And, and it so even had it, it. It even had a unique battle cry too. Yeah, I mean, so, it was yeah. To be honest, too, for such a such an elusive Pokemon that was hard to get, it wasn't really that great. Uh, In the very first game, actually, it like, I thought was. Mewtwo was still Mewtwo, stronger. Well, Mewtwo than Mew. was stronger, Mew? but because of the diversity that Mew was able to have, it was mm. more useful. Because, like, especially when you're. You could- you Psychic, just, Earthquake, Thunder, and so something else. Not just that, but, like, I tended to have I one that had Fly, Cut, you know, surf. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you that. made it your HM hoe. Yeah. yeah, so you have one Pokemon that all the main ones you need to keep using, it's right there. Yeah. But also, too, Mewtwo was powerful, but that's because when you first encountered him after you beat the, the game, he was level 70 yeah. to oh, start with. Oh, that's true. When that's you true. get a Mew, he's literally level like 8 or 10. Yeah. So by yeah, the maybe. time you get Mew to the same level that technically you could go, you could alt. There was other codes you could put in that altered their level. When oh, you were that's them. yeah. No, I'm. But I'm Paul just used generic bullshit. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but anyways, if you power up Mew to the same level that Mewtwo is, I would say that Mewtwo is def or uh, Mew is definitely stronger than Mewtwo was. Really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Hands down. Wow. I don't know about all that. Like I said, I never cared. I they they always touted Psychic as like the most powerful type in in the well, games it seemed because so many legendaries ended up becoming Psychic something, whatever. And then like Psychic's such a bitch. <laughs> well, nowadays, but back then, there really wasn't anything to compete with it. It's true. 
In the first yeah. generation, it, Psychic basically was your go-to, just, I'm going to hit everything for a ton of damage. And considering there was only one technical dragon type, which was Dratini, Dragonair, and Dragonite, Dragon really didn't have a way to shine until later mm-hmm. later gens of, of the series. Yeah. Which is brings us... Well, actually, we'll... Tell your your story about the ash the ash challenge you called it. I loved it. So that actually does segue nicely because um, it talks about like psychic Pokemon and how I thought because of the TV show. <laughs> you idiot! I thought that Ghost was effective against Psychic, <laughs> when it is in fact the other way around. Psychic is super effective against Ghost. Ghost is. Ghost is effective on Psychic. We have this debate every fucking time. Ghost works on Psychic. Ghost yes. does not work on Psychic. It does. Psychic, psychic is effective against Ghost. The only reason Ghost was hurt by Psychic so much was because they're Ghost Poison. Poison's weak to Psychic. Well, either way. <laughs> we go into the story here. Go into the story. So, Tell your story. What, what is so, the fucking so the, Ash Challenge? So the Ash Challenge is something that I I was watching the old Indigo League series. Um, I, I loved it when I, was a, uh, when I was young. I watched all of that first season of Pokemon. And I noticed... Oh, sweet Jesus. And I noticed that... Look at that, Ash. Leave me alone. Ash had his team of, like, he had Charizard, he had Pikachu, he had Pidgeotto. Um, at one point, he had, uh, like, a Butterfree, he had a Haunter. And yeah. so I, I wanted to try to make the game as official as I... Go ahead. I wanted to make the game as official to the storyline as I possibly could. So mm-hmm. I would get to a point where, like, it, let's say... Uh, so Ash had... Uh, had a Butterfree. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the SSN, he ends up releasing the Butterfree. So yeah, that yeah. it could so that it could go off to, to its end mate. mate. So I told myself, okay, I can catch a butter or I can catch a a, a Caterpie, turn it into a, a Butterfree, but then after I'm done with the SSN, I have to release it. Or I can catch a Haunter to try to battle Sabrina, but then once I battle Sabrina I have to release the Haunter because he leaves the Haunter with Sabrina. Of course. And so Pikachu had to stay as Pikachu. Bulbasaur had to stay as Bulbasaur. Squirtle had to stay as Squirtle. Charizard was the only one that I could I could move it from a... Uh, uh, I could evolve it from a Charmander to a Charizard. And so then I started doing this, uh, playing it as, as effective as I could. And so I... Played the game to those specifications, and first off, I realized that Haunter is not strong against Kadabra and Psychic Pokemon. So, you're right. You're right. Ghost is one time is normal effective against Psychic. Thank you. But that makes no sense. No, because the whole point of Ghost, Ghost is only effective on Ghost. So what's the point of using ghosts? What is the point of ghosts? Exactly. (laughs) So Ash taught me that Haunter could easily take out a Kadabra when essentially it couldn't. 
Oh no, I'm sorry. It is a super effective on psychic. My bad. I was reading this chart wrong. Oh. That's, I was actually looking. There is <laughs> no chart we like weakness chart in this one. Yeah, ghost is zero times effective on normal. Two times effective on other ghosts. Two times effective on psychics. 0.5 times effective on dark. That's funny. I must not have been using a ghost move then, if that's the case, because well, I kept getting the. It's not very effective. The only moves were two there, ghost moves there were in the original one, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, was lick. With Ghastly and Haunter. Lick was a ghost Lick move. Lick was a ghost move? Stupid. Oh. And I want to say Dream Eater, maybe? Oh, that maybe, That might have yeah. been Psychic. But, no, it wasn't Dream Eater. No, because Psychic oh. Pokemon had that, too. Yeah, Hypno yeah. had it. I he feel like it was only, like, Lick. Because oh. Dark wasn't around yet in the original. Oh, so in other words, it pretty much was like wasn't effective. It was a victim oh. of its typing, because yeah. the games were so early. Yeah. Kind of like when Dark and Steel released in, in Gold and Silver, they were mm -hmm. victims of the time. Yeah. The only real moves for them were, like, shitty little, like, crappy moves that nobody would use. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like maybe that's why. Yeah. But you're right. But I, I, I apologize but Psychic is two times effective yeah. on Poison, which there was no pure ghost type in the no. original game. But either way, so I was already let down with that. Having to get rid of uh, of Pokemon like Butterfree and, and Haunter, it just, it sucked having to release them. Um, and then getting to like the, uh, the Elite Four and having to beat uh, like <laughs> Gary. And he, my final team was literally Pidgeotto, <laughs> Pikachu, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Charizard, and I can't remember who the last one was. I didn't think you had another one. I feel like that was all he had. Maybe that's maybe that's what it was. Um, it was pathetic, is but what it was. but it, it it really was because Pokemon when they get to their final evolution, they are they their stat boosts are increased oh, a yes. lot. And so when they're at their base form and you're not allowing them to evolve, you are really you are really hindering their growth. Yes. The only other ghost move in the original was Nightshade. And that was a predetermined amount of damage. It was. I think it was only like it was equal, equal to, equal your, to level. your level. Yep. And it had it had no basis for yeah, you couldn't do like two yeah. times or anything. It was like, like that. Sonic Boom or yeah. Dragon Rage. It was always a fixed amount. Yeah. That so stinks. stupid. Wow. <laughs> So that's where, like, yeah, that challenge was completely yeah. stupid. And so it, uh, it it made me think to myself, Ash is quite possibly the worst trainer in existence. <laughs> quite possibly? He is. He is. No, no, he just flat out is he the worst. He was, yeah, he I was. I mean, Gary had, what, eight badges before they ever got uh, there? Like 11? Yeah, 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of badges uh, before that, and, and Ash... Was just fortunate in the sense that, okay, so to get his Earth badge, he had to defeat Jesse and James. <laughs> uh, he had to defeat Arbok and, and Weezing. And who he's beaten countless times. And, uh, and One uh, shots those guys for all, all the time, too. It's and like... Gary, the poor SOB, had to go up against an augmented Mewtwo. <laughs> Well, that's right. He had the helmet. And stuff he on. did. It was. It was the. It you was like the right, armor. It was yeah, and the armor. It was like it was the lead up into the movie. Yeah. Where yeah, yeah. where Gary had to fight off, uh, fight the 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 augmented Mewtwo. I'm like, dude, Gary. Yes, he is somewhat of a bully, but man. He, there's a and, reason he's a bully. He's proved his metal. There's the reason as a he's trainer. a bully is he watched Ash go fight. Well, not directly there, but Ash fights Brock. How does he win? Sprinkler he sets the sprinklers off. 
How does he beat like Mist? Get Misty's badge? Team oh, okay. Rocket. He beats up Team Rocket and sets up their Pokemon and her sisters for you. I will say like this. Like, I will say this. His Pikachu would have pwned all those water Pokemon. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's the one trainer he could have beat. He actually didn't, he never beat Erica. Nope. He never beat Erica. He I got don't think he beat because, Koga either. Because they uh, they basically there was a fire and so he was actually rescuing all of the Pokemon. Yeah, he rescued Gloom. Gloom. Yeah, and so she gave him the badge as like because of his honor of saving Gloom. Yeah, that was the one thing I found so hilarious about the he, TV show. He, he did not given, earn a single no. badge. How did he beat Sabrina? By get, by by yeah by Hunter making her laugh. <laughs> And and yeah, <laughs> taunt, taunt, taunt. to which Kadabra couldn't. Act. Yeah, Kadabra couldn't. Yeah, Kadabra couldn't fight because Kadabra was too busy linked to Sabrina and Sabrina laughing and Kadabra laughing. It's just that was it. Like th- that was it. That's how he got the freaking badge. But well, it's, it gets worse than that too because the way he beats Mewtwo in the movie is he gets petrified, and then all the Pokemon cry over him. Oh really? That's the ending of the movie. I can't yeah, remember. I remember that. That. And then remember they're te- like Pikachu's tears. Pet, like Kira is petrifying, and Mewtwo finds his heart. And Mewtwo is moved, and then like him and Mew fly away, or whatever the hell yeah. it was. It is stupid. And <laughs> even as a kid, I was like, "Oh, come on!" Now. <laughs> yeah. And it was—I remember they were touting the the big battle when he met Blaine, and it was going to be Charizard versus Magmar. And I'm like, "That's kind of like anticlimactic so because it was fire against fire." But also, Charizard Ash, never listened to him. Ash had a Charizard that would not listen to him. Because he was a crap trainer. But, to be fair, too, in the cartoon, he got his ass handed to him by Richie. He did. In the Pokemon tournament. He did. He and never, I loved it. Yeah, he never won the Pokemon tournament because of Richie. Yep. That's where I felt like the, the deviation between the cartoon and the, the game kind of pissed me off. I would have mm-hmm. loved to see him actually face an Elite Four. Oh, sure. You know, because yeah. that was like... I loved the idea of fighting Gary or Blue or whatever he was in that. Your rival, yeah. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I loved when they did Pokemon Origins, the the cartoon. Yeah. That was incredible, because it followed Red and Blue, not Ash uh, and Gary. Mega oh. Evolutions popped their face on uh, We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I remember my mind was fucking blown by Red and Blue, and of course Yellow. Mm-hmm. And then they stepped it up even further when Gold and Silver was released. Oh my God! Well, they even I went, loved the Jotaro. And then they pushed region. the boundary even further when Crystal dropped. Yeah. So. So Gold and Silver released. Uh, geez, how many years later? I, I, I believe it was look. two years later. It was two thousand. Two or three, I want to say. Yeah. It Let's was two thousand because it was after Pokemon Yellow. Ninety nine. Oh, it was ninety nine. Oh, so it even. was early ninety nine that Yellow came out, and then it was late. It was fall ninety nine when. Uh, two thousand for us. Boy, this, this is very... Oh, 2000. Oh, Japan so it was, was 2000. November 1999, uh, North America, October 15th, 2000. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. so I was right. Yeah. So that, I remember when that game came out, I think I've told this story before, my dad went out and bought a gold and, gold and silver for us, but uh, came home with just silver. <laughs> because he made the folly that you could only save one... <laughs> one uh, save file on any cart, and which still holds true to this day. Yeah. Uh, so then we we cried a little bit, and he he eventually after after he and called us ungrateful idiots. He's like, get your coats on, we'll <laughs> go. And we got we ended up picking up gold at Target or whatever. So what version did you play? I had gold. See, I had my gold younger as brother well. had silver. Your dad 
is the meanest softy I've ever met. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> I love my dad. But uh, I remember just as, as soon as I started that game back or that game up, oh my god, I was blown away. The graphics were so much smoother, so much better looking. I loved that they introduced the two new types, Steel mm -hmm. and Dark. Yep. Even though they weren't good, I still love that they did it. Yeah. You had to start somewhere. Yeah. So I liked how uh, the game was so expansive. It was. It felt. Mm -hmm. It felt much bigger than the first one. And even to a degree, I mean, it even included pieces of the first one in it, where you went back to the uh, the back to Jodo, Jodo region. Yeah. Or Kanto. Um, I'm sorry. Or Kanto. Kanto. Yeah. yeah. You're in Jodo. You went back to Kanto. Um, and uh, even though, in my opinion, that was actually one of the like sadder things is that when you went back to Kanto, I was like, it it, it felt like an echo of mm -hmm. like Red and Blue, where I'm like, God, I really wish I was playing Red and Blue right now because <laughs> it feels so I don't know, so sparse. Like things wow. that you think should be open, like they're not open. It's just there for the yeah. aesthetics, and it just I don't know why, but it just like it kind of broke my heart. I'm like, I want these places to be open. <laughs> It was still nice to see it. It was. I mean, it was a nice was. thing that they didn't have to do. Yeah, and they, but they never revisited the idea, which was upsetting. Yeah. You've never gone back to a previous area. No. Nope. But the thing that I hated about that, like, going through Johto, I mean, it felt as long as it, you, it did in the original game. You spent all your time in Johto, you went through all that, you fought the Elite Four, you became the champion. Then they send you to Kanto. Mm -hmm. Well, at that point, you're already the league champion. Like your Pokemon can just destroy everybody. It is. It is interesting though that they allow you to collect 16 badges versus the eight. Yeah. Because then you can get the the Kanto region badges. But yeah, like you said, I'm you're all... already you're you're already so super powered. It's like yeah. you're not. And I don't think that they make their their. Pokemon no. stronger in Kanto. No, no. the to, only to balance the that. only challenge is uh, going... getting to Elite Four. Well, no, because isn't that. Was gold and silver the one they introduced? You can go fight. Uh, yeah, you can fight red. red. You can fight red. red. He was the to only me, challenge to in the me. Game. He was to me. Yeah. He was the hardest part of that game. Was yeah, that absolutely. it's unlike unlike the uh, uh, the elite four and Gary or your rival in the in the first generation. The second generation, when you could optionally uh, go against red or your rival, he was no joke. Everything he was, was level seventy. Tough. Admittedly, I could never beat his first fucking Pokemon, Pikachu. Um, earthquake. His Pikachu had fucking yeah. Earthquake, and it, it ruined me every time. Well, it wasn't even just that. He also had um, he had a level seventy Snorlax as well yeah. too, which was so hard to get past Took that defense. It did to kill that thing if you weren't higher level. Because was he such... was also he was also very smart too. Like the yeah. AI played very smart. Like oh, if I'm if I'm like I have just a smidgen of life left or whatever. Here comes that max. I'm heal. gonna I'm gonna use a full <laughs> restore, or yeah. I'm gonna use a. Uh, 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 sleep or, or uh, what is it? The the heal. Yeah, yeah. That uh, Starlight says rest. Could rest. you have? Yeah. Could you imagine if they had made him able to use like max revives in that fight? I oh could my not. god! Well, That's could... the only thing that probably didn't make it impossible was the fact that he didn't play like a human where you could yeah. use max revives or just revives in general. Because yeah. technically, they only ever used a potion or something once. They never did it multiple times, except mm. in the Elite Four, I believe they Depending did. Depending on how where you would get them, because if you ever got them into like the uh, like the warning or they only had yeah. like a sliver of life left, they always seemed to use a full restore at that point. However, if you didn't get them, if you got them outside of that point, they never used it, even though no. they should have. But they wouldn't. But yeah, I also so. thought they had limited. They weren't allowed to just keep no. healing. It was only like once or twice, but I think the Elite Four could do it multiple times. Well, what I also hate too, though, is that the Elite Four 
could use moves like they were not affected by PP. And I didn't and I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. Because I would count Wait, Really? Oh yeah. Because I would count their um their their use of, of uh oh. their use of moves like hyperbeam. Yeah. You only get five hyperbeams. You could what could you pump it up to? Was it ten? Yeah, technically as long as you had PP up, you could you No no, could, no I mean, because there was that the the, the the item that could boost the number of times you could use a move. Yeah, yeah but in Generation yeah. One, they, I don't think they had that though. This, yeah, they did. They, they Generation they did. Gold and stuff. I thought that was where they introduced the ability to do that. Yeah, I thought gold. they did in the first one because I remember having Thunder for seven, seven uses, and Thunder was a fiver. Yeah, but you—that's because you use PP up. Yeah, yeah. you could. Yeah, that's you what can he's increase. About, yeah. Well, oh, oh no, I thought you meant like you could. Not, I'm like, not talking about PP restore. I'm talking about the ones where you actually. Yeah, it actually moves it up by base, one. Yeah. By one, yeah. And I can't remember how many moves. times you could use that on on certain moves because I know it was limited too by the num by the type of the uh, the power of the mm -hmm. move. Basically, those fivers were only allowed to have so many, whereas like you could pump other ones up higher. Yeah. The older ones must have been. They must have had an infinite. PP they they had cost. to because I or went up against Lance who used um, hyperbeam with want to say it was uh, aerodactyl he used it like seven or eight times and I'm just <laughs> like when is he gonna run out of PP like is he ever gonna run out of PP like what's going on so much PP oh shut up. <laughs> so no I, I I do know that in later ones they did because when I did uh, struggling fire red and mm. leaf green I actually got into a war of attrition with, oh, with one of the elite yeah. four where they had an executor. Mm -hmm. And I had Starmie. Well, I ran out of... I mean, Starmie doesn't work on Executor because he's grass psychic. Mm -hmm. And Starmie's water. So, of course, he was just using the grass moves here and there, solar beam. But I was surviving it. And I would just keep full restoring it and shit because I had recover. And, like, eventually it just... Like, I had to surf him to death. Mm. Have you ever tried to surf to death a fucking level fifty executor? <laughs> Doesn't was, go well. Who's not, was not <laughs> weak against water? Yeah, no. it was a mess. But I remember at one point he did run out. Um, but that was a gen later. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I will say I did love how it did feel like time progressed in Kanto when you got there. Like, yeah. um, what was it? Koga became part of the Elite Four, mm -hmm. which he wasn't oh, the yeah. previous one. Nope. His daughter was the leader of the gym. Yeah. Lance was actually the Pokemon, like the league champion. Yeah, if I remember right. Yep, yep. So it was. it was really cool how like they showed like a, a progression of time from the first game to the second. Like it felt like it was a continued universe, you mm -hmm. know, and a continued yeah. series. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it really did feel like that. I did like those that that piece of it too, where it did feel like there was. There was consequences, like where basically Gary lost, and then Ash went on, and so then therefore Lance then took over that mantle of he yeah. was the the Kanto champion at that point. Um, the idea of Koga and, and Koga's daughter, and it's like Koga's daughter took over the gym while Koga then kind of made his way up to the Elite Four. I just I absolutely love that that idea yeah. of the the story continuing even though we're not seeing it continue. Yeah. Um. How did you guys feel about like the whole idea of like the legendaries? For I we kind of glossed over it in the first the first gen, like the birds. You had the trio of birds. You had a you had uh, oh my god, why am I blinking? Articuno. I honestly Zapdos, Moltres, yeah, <laughs> Uno dos yeah, tres, Uno dos tres, yeah. yeah. And then um, Mewtwo. It was, it was just Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Yeah, it was Mewtwo and, was like the fourth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in this uh, and then gold and silver, it was uh, the gerbils, the two birds, Entei. Entai, uh, Sukun, Entai, and Raikou. Sukun and Raikou, yeah. But then each oh, game also had its own. Oh, yeah. Lugia. Ho and, and yeah. Lugia. Ho yep. and Lugia. Oh, it was Lugia. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Which I thought was a cool touch. I was mm -hmm. glad that they did that. So I liked 
the idea of Ho'oh and Lugia because yeah. they were always in a set place like the the classic the birds, game, yeah. where you only had the one chance to catch them and to battle them but you could do so like yeah. and at least you could save right outside of it so that therefore you could try to to battle until you caught them i played through the entire the entirety of silver and i absolutely loved it i never once encountered one of the legendary dog pokemon never That's once true. Really? And never once. I, I would encounter them, but I was so under leveled I couldn't catch them. Well, and it was and it was not only just that, it's you had to randomly encounter them where they could be anywhere and they could run away. Yeah. And then you'd have to do the whole thing all over again. I absolutely but despise their, their, that. their life carried over. Yes, yes it did. their life yeah. carried so, over. But yes. if you knocked them out, they were gone for good. Yes, correct. But if they ran away or they did something, they went to another random. Place they went to map. another random place, so you had. But to you could actually manipulate the system. Well, on that I did they, not know. They did follow a path, but I don't remember. Um, there was a way to track. There it, was a the, well, because the first time you meet them, I think it sh it showed up where they were when you went to the Pokedex afterwards. Maybe, yeah. Um, but uh, there was yeah, one of the right. towns you could go to. Where the when you went north out of the town, that's one of the random places you can meet them. So mm. you basically go out there, have a couple battles that don't show up. You go back into town, go back out, and it makes them jump. Mm. So you can eventually manipulate the way where they're jumping to. Oh, gotcha. Because mm. that's how I ended up find, having to finally catch them. So, mm. so, which they also revisited that idea too with the uh, the three psychic Pokemon in Mes I want to say Diamond and Pearl. Was that mm. Azulf, Uxie, and Mesprit? I think so. Diamond Pearl. It, that sounds about right. Yeah. Because I think they jumped around too, and you had to catch them. Like, or was it Latios and Latias in? in no, because didn't you have to go to the, that special island to get them? No, in Ruby and Sapphire was uh, Ky Kyogre and Kyogre and Groudon were the legendaries, they were for, set, like yeah. games. But there was also another one. Oh. It was Latios and Latias, and ah. I think they traveled. Oh, gotcha. They were like the traveling dogs. Probably yeah. why. Probably why I never found them in there either. But you didn't get both. I think. I think if you had Sapphire, you got Latias. I think yeah. And if you had Ruby, you got Latios. Mm. Or something, or the other way around. I don't remember what it was. I don't know. It's been a while but, for those ones too. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. But uh, that's. I thought that was such a cool thing that they did with with gold and silver was introducing like the game specific legendaries, mm -hmm. which it, yeah. it added that extra layer of, you know, now you have to have a friend that has the other game or go buy the other game so you can trade it to yourself or whatever the fuck. Which who had two Game Boys? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but uh, well, I would say like the only complaint I have with, like, it's legendaries as far as the overall series goes. There's just too many of them. Well, they watered down the whole... What it means to be a legendary. Yeah. The other thing I hate, I hated, and it's the same thing I hate with the starters, is I hate that they use the same, like, trios. Mm-hmm. So for the starters, it's always the, you know, fire, grass, fire, grass, water. and water. Yep. Every time. Like, every time. Why not venture out and go to, what is it, Psychic, Dark, and... Psychic, Dark, and Fighting. And Fighting. Or Metal. One yeah. of the new ones. Well, because it's another it's another one of the triangle... Psychic oh. would work on Dark, but Dark would not work on Psychic. Oh, I get you. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Dark would work on Psychic, but not the other way around. Psychic would work on Fighting, but not the other way around. And Fighting would kick Dark's ass, yeah. but not the other way around. And it's no, always... Okay. Th there's other trios like that in the games yeah. that they could use, make starters for, but... Mm -hmm. 
What do they do? No, we're going to go with the, the same default one, and it's the same with the legendaries. It's always the legendary tree, like the trios of the, the fire, ice, lightning, and it's like, yeah. come on. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. like, that, I think, overall is, like, my biggest complaint about Pokemon is that they stick to these, like, set things, and then they really don't venture outside of it all that often. It's super formulaic. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're jumping the gun a little bit on complaints. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I, we could spend uh, probably... This could easily be, like, a three-hour fucking podcast right. if we go, ser like, generation by generation. Mm -hmm. I think maybe we'll do, like... Because you've played how many of them, Paul? I played, uh, I let's say, red, red and Blue, Gold and uh, Silver, I did. I played Ruby, and I played Did you X, play Diamond XY. No. So you missed Diamond, Pearl, and Black and White. Yeah. We played them all. Obviously. I played every single one. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. Okay. So we'll talk about maybe the first... Three Just jump to Ruby now. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Ruby and Sapphire. My personal favorite generation, because... Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> I know what you're going to say, and I know where it's coming, but I want to say Blaziken was amazing. Because it introduced the most OP fucking typing ever created in the Pokemon universe. Fire, Fire and, and fighting. fighting. Well, Jesus freaking Christ. To make it worse, they introduced a move that just broke the game. Sky, Sky, Sky Uppercut. <laughs> Fire and fighting. That combination wrecked everything. So, yes. so Andy got me, unbeknownst to him, a uh, counterfeit copy <laughs> of Ruby. Yes, I did. So that I could so that I could play through the game, and I was able to beat the entire game, literally catching no Pokemon, <laughs> except for character, or except for Pokemon that I needed to for use HMs, HMs yep. to use. But Blaziken, well, it was uh, Torchic was the Torchic, was yes. the the base. I I I picked Torchic. Uh, and it evolved eventually into the Blaziken, and I literally was just destroying everything with it. Well, because the sky I, uppercut didn't work, you used fire. Yeah, yeah. and Flame, I felt fire wheel, flame wheel. Yeah, wheel. and I and I felt no reason to train any other Pokemon or to get any other Pokemon. I literally think my team consisted of Blaziken probably like with four Blaziken and another Blaziken. No, it was like it was literally like four Pokemon. That was it. Like I, I did not even have a full belt of of Pokemon. You didn't need it, and I didn't need it. And in, <laughs> and in fact, when I ended up finding, uh, was it Groudon? Was Groudon yeah. in in Groudon, the, yeah. or Groudon? He was in uh, in uh, Ruby. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when I ended up finding him. The problem was I wanted to catch him. You kept killing him, but I kept killing him. <laughs> you because, asshole! Because Blaziken was too strong. Well, at that point, because no one else is leveled up, and not Even only with just, experience, well, sure, they don't level up well, enough not to only, where it matters. Well, not only just that, but then it's like when I get to the uh, when I get to like when you get him, you're near the end of the game, and so I wanted to use him against like some of the later battles. It's like I had Blaziken, who was in the 70s, who was just absolutely destroying everything, and it wasn't even fun to play as him anymore. <laughs> and then I had Grudon, who was level 30, and he couldn't withstand anything. Like, no. he was constantly getting knocked out. I'm like, so either I'm too underpowered and weak, or I'm way too overpowered, and it's not fun. <laughs> so I'm like, literally, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Ruby, Ruby Sapphire sounds like the generation where you started to fall off. Well, and see, the, the sad part is, from Ruby on, 
even with like the remakes, you could basically just take your starter and walk the game. Because I know I did it in every generation afterwards. Yeah. Uh, my could. starter was my main was my main Pokemon, and it beat the shit out of everything. Fire with, and fighting with the exception was... of like catching like one or two here, like getting uh, Age of Slash or yeah. or yeah. Ponyard and stuff like that for the other ones that I really liked and wanted. My Shark. There you yeah. Go. Mm. Yeah. Well, because it didn't start. It started as Ponyard, didn't it? Yeah, and then it started by by Sharp because he was dark, dark steel. steel, and he just beat the shit out of everything. He was amazing. I loved by Sharp. But yeah, it's fire and fighting because fire worked on so much and had very few weaknesses. Water mm -hmm. and ground, I think, were its only real weaknesses. Yep. And then you had fighting, which worked on so many things and was only weak to psychic and flying. Yeah. So it's like there were so many Pokemon that got shafted by the double typing. Like, Breloom. Grass and anything is the worst combination. He was grass fighting. No, so he's already no. four times weak to fucking flying thanks to the grass <laughs> counterpart. Then Psychic ruins his ass. Then I think ground was the only thing he was actually good against because gr like ground doesn't work on grass and mm -hmm. fighting, you know. But it's like that fire-fighting combination, which they revisited for three more fucking generations. See, that's part of what pisses me off about like the, the always using the same trios. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't venture. I mean, granted, I will say, which one is it that had the owl and shit? That was uh, Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. They did venture outside a little bit because it became a, a psychic water. Yeah. And then grass. Water. It was water psychic, grass dark, and then... Why can't I remember the third one? He was one? fire fighting, wasn't he? No. Uh, fire dark. It was uh, which, uh, Incineroar. Okay, yeah. It was fire dark. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sorry. It was grass ghost. ghost. Yeah. It was grass ghost. That's right, because he got, he got the bow. That yeah. was such a cool move. Uh, but, like, that's just the thing is that, yeah, they, they have these types they like, and they don't venture from it. No. Although, I, I mean, and, like, as far as, like, Ruby Sapphire goes, I think, story-wise, it is by far the best. I loved it. Because the villains actually accomplish what they set out to do. And they were different from game to game. Yeah, and, and Ruby, they used the power of Grudon to make the world, like, dry. Yeah, it they caused, like, a... Like, a worldwide drought. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then in, in Sapphire, they flood the world. Yeah. Oh, Team cool. Aqua flooded the world with Kyogre. Yeah. It was a really cool idea, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And then if you played Emerald, it was like a weird mix between the two, which introduced Rayquaza, who yeah. calmed mm -hmm. both of them. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. But, and Rayquaza uh, was a beast. Oh, Rayquaza. Extreme was a beast. speed. Yeah. Light, lightning <laughs> Dragon, man. But uh, that's. I, I loved Ruby Sapphire. The Pokemon they came up with in that generation, for me, was incredible. Like, I loved Grumpig. It's stupid. It's the stupidest thing, but, I mean, it's where Gardevoir came from. Yeah. I loved Gardevoir. Well, that you like her for a completely different reason. <laughs> no. Sorry. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. Maybe you wanted her twice. <laughs> no, it's just because Steel and Dark became a little bit more prominent. Because yeah. Steel is by far my favorite typing. I love Steel. This, this steel Agron. Agron is my go-to for any Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I, Agron and Metagross. Steel Psychic, Steel Rock. I mean, I, f I fucking love them. Metagross, I'd say, is probably my favorite from that generation, but, I mean... <laughs> oh, I just thought of a Pokemon that might actually be able to give uh, uh, Blaziken a run for his money as far as Broken goes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, was it Haxer? 
Haxorus? Yeah. Because he was broke. Like, he was... Re- Stat-wise, he beats Blaziken out of the water, I think. Uh, Haxorus was just dragon, wasn't he? Here. Uh, oh, yeah, I got a smartphone. I forgot. I don't. I got a dumb phone. <laughs> but for me, like, Ruby and Sapphire was the move because it... It started... Um, hold on a second. It's like you looked at the first two games, which mm-hmm. were for the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, and then you went to the Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. which the whole world just took on a whole new look and a whole new feeling, and it was incredible. Like, the characters looked better. You could actually fucking run, which yeah. was incredible. <laughs> like It was just cool. So, like, I, I loved Ruby Sapphire. So basically did away with the bicycle. <laughs> you need the bicycle because you could run. God. Yes, the running shoes were a godsend. Yeah. But then you ended up going into Diamond and Pearl, which mm-hmm. was good. I mean, I liked Diamond and Pearl. I remember a girl I was dating, um, I got her into. Well, she was always into Pokemon to begin with, but I remember we bought that game together. Uh, so, you know, we loved it. And, of course, that one inter- had same firefighting. You had Infernape. Hated Infernape. Loved it. <laughs> Torterra. <laughs> and then Empoleon, which, Steel mm. Water, Empoleon is the man. Yeah, he's loved yeah. Empoleon. Exactly. But it it weirdly like started to get sluggish again. Well, it got stale. Well, yeah, stale, and like the whole world just felt. So Ruby and Sapphire was very quick paced with its oh. battle. Oh, sure, sure. Like the life bars went fast. Like the yeah. attacks went fast. When you got to Diamond Pearl, all of a sudden it took this weird slow dip. Like life would take forever to to like reduce. So if you mm. like one shotted something. It took forever for that life bar to drain. Oh, gotcha. and it just the whole pacing of the game was so slow and sluggish. Mm. The world looked cool because they started going to that like pseudo three D look, mm-hmm. which I loved. I loved the the look of the world and all that, and it was it was almost more of like a um, like very marshy kind of more ground and water based. Mm. It was a cool environment. I actually want to play through those games again, but I don't know. Like I started to fall off from there. And like you said, it started to get it started to get stale because yeah. you know we've been playing three generations. Like, all right, I'm ready for something new, you know. Which mm-hmm. Emerald introduced uh, the, the the like the version yellow of Ruby Sapphire. Yeah, yeah uh, it was, introduced it was, it was the generation topper basically. Yeah. yeah, introduced the whole idea of the tag battles. So now you mm. use two Pokemon at the same fucking time. Oh my god. Which was awesome, because there was a gym battle where you fought two Yeah, I two. remember that, yeah. And it was really neat. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved the idea. Granted, it was used very seldom, and it was certain po- certain trainers here and there, usually a couple of lovers or some brothers or whatever the fuck. But, like, I feel like Diamond and Pearl started to do the same, but then, oh, what was it? Was Diamond and Pearl the one where they introduced the three battles? It was the two different the ones, switch, the rotation yeah. and... I don't remember what the other version was called. Two uh, there's a two on two. Well, there was a there was a version of like triple team battles. There was one where it was three on three. Everybody fought at the same time, but you could only target specific people. Then there was a rotation one where only one fought at a time, but you could rotate between the three freely. Mm. I can't remember how it worked. Yeah, I remember. But it was like game specific which version of the battle system you got. But I think until you went to battle tower, and then they had both. Maybe. I think so. That sounds right. But, uh, yeah, like, Diamond Pearl, it started to get weird. Like, they started coming up with weird ideas for Pokemon. Like, I... I, Pokemon have always had weird ideas. They have. There's always been the one or two odd one-outs in every game. 
Voltorb and Electrode is literally just a Pokeball, and then a Pokeball upside down. Well, and then, like... like <laughs> come on, man. Magnemite becoming Magneton is just the three. The trios, yeah. And then you got... I mean, then... Yeah, Go trio. Then you'd get the later ones, like, uh... Garbodor, or... Trubbish and Garbodor. Vanilla, vanilla-ish. Yeah, but... And, I, like, you get those weird... Or what's the what's the key one? Oh, It's uh, literally a, a fairy Pokemon that's a key. It's a it's a oh. key ring. Oh, yeah. Chingling and Chinko? Or Chimcho? Yeah. But you, this got like Rotom, he just turns into various household appliances: cling. a fridge, a lawnmower, clang and clang, clang clang. <laughs> that I feel like they just yeah. got lazy. <laughs> but it feels like past a certain point, it's just like, well, what can we do now? Let's 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 just throw another fucking turtle in there, mm-hmm. another fucking bird. Which I, I have to say, I did like Talonflame a lot. Yeah, because I love that a common bird. Um, Damn, I don't even remember its first form. It turned into Fletchender, which turned into Talonflame. I don't fucking remember. Here's another one that could kick his ass. Who's that? I don't Come even remember. <laughs> Fuck me. Sun and Moon, man. I, yeah. Uh, past, he's dragon fighting. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Past cool. Gen yeah. 4, everything gets fuzzy. I used, I could literally name... Uh, you could tell me what Pokemon, I could tell you what generation started in. Except for a couple, I actually didn't realize Skarmory started in Gold and Silver. I thought Did he really? Was, yeah, oh, wow. I thought he was Diamond and Pearl myself, hmm. or not Diamond and Pearl, but Ruby Sapphire. Ruby Sapphire. Nope, you yeah. shook the trees and he'd fall. He'd come out of them. I huh. I never did anything. Was that where you headbutted them? You headbutted trees. I something like that. Yeah. I say I never did that. Hmm. So it's like Skarmory. I just completely blanked. I thought for sure it was Ruby Sapphire mm-hmm. it started, in, but like some of the other ones too that that were in Gold and Silver. Then I'm like, really? And the only reason I found that out was because uh, a friend of mine plays Pokemon Go, and mm. when they released, the, they're releasing them generationally, like they were coming out, and I'm like, I thought that was the next gen, or that was a gen before, like it just yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah. But um, where was I going with that? Well, I I do know that oh, uh, I when I did play uh, X and Y, the uh, I actually I really liked the story of X Y. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really care for again the gameplay because. Again, it, it seemed like a lot of the same thing. It just got very kind of boring, very stale to me. But um, I love the story about how in the very first one, Lieutenant Surge talks about how Raichu was there for him in the in the Great War yeah. um, and, and defended him. And you're just wondering, like, what war are they talking about? It doesn't look like anything what? is, is war. Actually... And X and Y is the first one that actually visits the idea that, no, the world is a very dark place and that there was a great large scale Pokemon civil war. Well I didn't say if you actually look at like the, the descri- like the description of Pokemon, Pokemon's always been a very like dark game. I yeah. mean you have was it the the tower where you go and fight like it's the graveyard and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Oh, like, they've the always Tower in Lavender Town. Yeah, yeah they've Pokemon always tower, Pokemon yeah. has always had that very dark side to its mm-hmm. stories from the get-go. Yeah, but X and Y is it seemed like it was the first one that actually like dove deep into the fact that there was this 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 fight that well, was going then, on that you just never really knew about, but it's like this just made it canon. Then you have that one Pokemon who's like it's the souls of dead children. Oh the mask. 
Yeah, yeah, mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. mask. Yeah, like Pythagoras. And... Like, yeah, you look at the descriptions. They're the souls of like dead mm-hmm. children. They lure children away and kill them and stuff like that. It's like, like yeah, Pokemon, dr- you're fucked up. Whoa. What are you Drifwin doing? Drifwin and They're they're Pokedex entries. They steal children. Oh, like if there's a kid just out by himself, Drifwin will come by, pick his ass up, and take him away. Like, it's crazy. Some of the descriptions. <laughs> like, you're like, oh my god. If you actually go through and read the Pokedex. Wow. It is messed up. That's <laughs> messed up. But I mean, to be fair, it makes sense. Like yeah. the world's a dark place to begin with why would pokemon be they can't all be like hey i'm pikachu because <laughs> that's because that's what pikachu sounds like huh and then it, always, it always comes back to what do they eat in that world <laughs> you have to eat well, pokemon there are no wild animals other than pokemon they apparently that's eat true. donuts that look like nothing like donuts or poke what are those the bricks Oh, the Poke Blocks. There we go. Yeah, right. Poke Blocks and the berries. Berries. The whole world's vegan. <laughs> all I remember Except is that. Except for all those Pokemon like Tyranids that. The ones that eat other Pokemon. Dinosaur, yeah. It always yeah. used to bother me when. Uh, when Brock always was like, hey guys, I've got donuts. I'm like, those aren't donuts. Those don't look anything like donuts. Like on the, t- on the TV show. Oh. You know, like were they rice balls? They were like rice balls, motherfucker. And he's like, "Hey, you want a donut?" I'm like, "That's not a donut." That's... I never, I never really pay attention. To oh that. god, it would always well. drive me nuts. Like, no, donut is like it, it's 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 bread and it's 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 circular <laughs> with a hole in the middle. Like that's that's Long a donut. Aren't circular? Nor do they have holes in them. But this was clearly a rice ball. <laughs> this was clearly a rice ball. <laughs> And they're eating them like they're so delicious. I'm like, no, it's no. I like rice, but no, don't tell me it's a donut. <laughs> yeah, I've actually also never beaten black and white. Uh, yeah, I got so far into it, and then I was just like, I, I just can't. I can't do it anymore. Like, because it was just this black and white was the point where I just started to fall totally away from Pokemon. X and Y was like that for me too, where I made it. I, like the first half of the game was like exciting because it had been a long time since I'd played a Pokemon. And I would say at the halfway point, that's where I was playing it, only to just kind of keep asking myself, like, God, when is this going to be done? When's it mm-hmm. going to be done? Well, because the game started to get to a point where, like, you're collecting badges fast as fuck for a while, and then all of a sudden there's this enormous lull mm-hmm. of, like, I am I haven't collected a badge in at least three hours. Oh, yeah, because, where it feels like you just, all of a sudden you're walking in quicksand, where you're yeah, just like, because now you're I don't dealing, feel like I'm making any progress story-wise, but you're walking in circles. Going, I'm dealing with the team of this generation, and all their stupid fucking problems, and it's mm. like, I just want to, it's Pokemon, I want to I wanna collect badges, and I want to fight people, and I want to be the Elite Four champion, like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about, about Team Dildo over there, I don't give a shit that they want to put a butt plug in every ass. Do what you gotta do. Fucking, I, I just want to be the champ. <laughs> like that's. That's that's the team for the next generation. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. It might be a butt plug Pokemon coming up in the next gen. You never know. With the designs they're going with lately, it's possible. <laughs> Where's the Benoit oh. Ball Pokemon? <laughs> That's the other thing is like, oh, man. if you really like, if you have you thought about how many Pokemon there actually are now? Uh, I, I it's haven't. about eight hundred ninety yeah. something. It's almost nine, yeah, almost nine hundred Pokemon. To think that it started with one fifty one, insane, and it's now up that high. It's kind of ridiculous. Don't look at me like that, Paul. And you beads of an owl, go! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And it's hard. And it's that's the one thing that I used to love so much about the series is like. 
you used to be able to import Pokemon from other gens in, you know what I mean? And play well, and then once it jumps but, to the newer system, you yeah. couldn't anymore, obviously. Yeah, so it got it got kind of weird in the fact that you, like, making a full Pokedex is damn near impossible mm -hmm. without game genie. Well, but that's that's also where, like, I, I was kind of glad they introduced to, what was it, Wonder Trader? Yeah, the Wonder Trade. Where you can go on, and, like, there were ways to get the older generation Pokemon, and you could trade with people around the world. And yeah. Oh, that's granted, cool. unfortunately, a lot of people put hacked Pokemon on there. Of course. Oh. But that also is what started spawning the remakes of a lot of the games. Yes. Mm. Because at some point, I want to say it was during the Ruby Sapphire time, yeah, it must have been, Leaf Green and Fire Red came yeah. out. And it yeah. was just a remake of the first one, but it was with the graphics from the original game, which was incredible, or with the, the modern Ruby Sapphire yeah, yeah, engine. Yeah. Incredible. I mm -hmm. loved Fire Red and Leaf Green, which we have a good story about that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But it's like the remakes almost started making it so you could actually feasibly get all the Pokemon because now it's on a current thing. You can yeah. import from there because you had, yeah, Fire Red and Leaf Green were remakes of the first one. Then when Diamond and Pearl and them started coming out on the DS, you had Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Then it's, I mean, uh, you had. It was awesome. Yeah. Omega, what was it? Omega Ruby. Ruby and Alpha Sapphire for the 3DS games. So it was like they started doing remakes of all this shit, and it was just cool. It was cool to see, like, the updated engines for, you know, generations you may have loved. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I don't know if they'd go any farther than those three, because those were the only... Well, I don't think they will have to anymore, especially if they're going onto the Switch. That's not necessary anymore. Didn't they do... They did a black and white. Two, didn't they? The X, they did black, white, two. Yeah, black, white, two. X, Y, two. Didn't no. no. Actually, I was just about to talk about that. Is you talked about the the game topper for that generation, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yellow yeah. and emerald and mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow for the first. Yep. Crystal for the yeah. second. Emerald. Yep. emerald for the third. Platinum for the fourth. Yeah. All right. Yep. Black and white didn't. It went to oh. black two and white two. Oh, Which was just a continuation of the story. If oh, I was remember, it? I think so. I wondered. I, didn't, I skipped up. those because I was I was upset that they didn't just do the third game. Yeah, they and didn't. Yeah, they and they did two more, and I was like, I'm not doing. They that. must have stopped doing the toppers at that point. Then platinum was the last one. Yes, because uh, was Giratina Diamond and Pearl? Which one's Giratina? It was like the Dragon Spike or something. I think for that one, I want to say it was Giratina. Yeah, that's right. Because Darkrai was black and white. Because Darkrai was introduced in Black 2 and White 2 because you went into the Nightmare Realm or whatever, the Dream World or whatever mm -hmm. the fuck it was. Well, Giratina's the, the one the one with like the snakeish homeless body that had the many legs. Yeah. He was the ghost. That, yeah, I think he was ghost. Because yeah, then he had his alternate form where he had no legs. Yeah, yeah it was Ghost Dragon. Yeah, there we go. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he also introduced the whole I have two different forms crap. Deoxys did. Well, no, he had well, the speed Deoxys, form, attack yeah. form, and normal form, or whatever the fuck. But he was also one of those ones you had to go to an event to get. He wasn't a normal. Yeah. Ruby Sapphire was, or, yeah, was where I started to get kind of ridiculous with the legendaries and the mythicals. Because they just started introducing way too many. Because yeah. then Diamond Pearl took it a step further. Now you got Heatran, you got fucking Spiritomb, you got just these, these schmuck Pokemon out in the middle of nowhere that are now they're considered legendary. Yeah. It's also, well, uh, uh, what's his... It's uh, not an actual thing in-game. I think it uh, became a term that fans use because there's only one of them per game. It's not an yeah, official term. Yeah. I suppose I, With the exception of, like, the trios, I think those are the only 
Pokemon refer to as actual legendaries. Well, are did they make a delineation is where those are legendary and then there's mythical, which are like Groudon and Kyogre. I don't see, I don't are those considered mythical now? I don't remember. I don't remember how it is either. But X and Y, back to our other point, was the only one that didn't get another game. Because then oh, it yeah, went to yeah. Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Then got Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. There was no other game for X and Y, which was mm-hmm. unusual because everyone thought Poke- like Pokemon Z was going to come out for that. Well, because it's right, because the, the Zygarde, Zygarde was supposed to have his own. Yes, that's what everybody was imagining. Because he had like fucking five forms, some weird like that. He had a ton of different like visual styles. Because he had like the dog form, the snake form or whatever it was. Yeah. I, Giratina was the one with the plates, right? That you collected throughout the world and you yeah, equipped them with a plate. That's what it was, Arceus. Because Arceus was the, the god Pokemon. Aren't they all? <laughs> well, but see, and that's the that always cracked me up because Gen 1, Mew was like basically stated to be do the you, ultimate Pokemon. He's the Pokemon god. Do you remember hearing about Pokegods? Mm-mm. In, uh, like, like Peekaboo? You never Yes! Heard. Oh my god, yes! Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, there was there was supposed to be like and this was before the times of like That was, that was also before they introduced where, what was it, Merrill? Merrill and, and Azumarill. Yeah. That, that ended up becoming that's that's the design. Yeah, Pika Pika Blue ended up ended up being Merrill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny because I remember um hearing about the like the poke gods and thinking like are these real characters like are these yeah. real pokemon that you can catch and i remember going uh I, I was actually with my my mom and we were getting like fast food at some place and this guy was telling me like at the window about like because i i think i was playing my game at the time and he's like oh what you playing i'm like you playing play- nintendo play- uh, stop it <laughs> stop it <laughs> There's no such thing as a as Nintendo. As a Nintendo. As a Nintendo. Um, but the, uh, so he's like, "Oh, have you have you ever heard of the Poke Gods?" And like, I'm like, "No, what? what's that?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, there's a Poke God named Peekaboo, and this is how you get this is how you get Peekaboo." Yeah. And it was you had to like talk to the the girl on top of the like the Pokemon in the Pokemon Mansion oh God, or something I like that. Do you had remember to, that? You yeah. had to give her like fifty lemonades or something like that, and then she yes. would give you Peekaboo. And, um, and this was at a time where it's like basically, I mean, the internet was. I, it wasn't new, but obviously we didn't have this interconnectedness like we do now. It was in the realm of the 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 new code. Where it's like yes. you could literally yes, couldn't confirm or deny. You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't <laughs> confirm or deny it. So yeah. everybody always had these ideas that there was the peak or the poke gods, and there was no way to confirm nor deny it because then people would post like well, I, I, this so there is was fake. Different versions of oh no, this is not what you do. This is what you exactly. Do. Yeah. And then there'd be people who are like, no, this is a fake code. This is fake code. And then somebody would post a picture of like, nope, this is what it is, and it ends up being like a picture of Meryl, but. In America, we didn't have Meryl yet, and yeah. so people in Japan were not well, talking about them. I also think, didn't some of that spawn from promo art or something that was showing new Pokemon? It, it may have been, and actually this kind of leads into another uh, thing, too, is that the very first episode of Pokemon that we got, <gasps> yes. Uh-oh was in it. That's right, everybody thought it was Moltres. And everybody thought it was Moltres because, well, I mean, it's it's a legendary bird Pokemon that has a rainbow following it's it. Fired. It sort of looks like... It sort of looks like Moltres. It must be, yeah, it must be Moltres. It wasn't. It was Ho-Oh, but that's because Japan had Ho-Oh first, and we didn't. We didn't get that until Generation 2, and so we were just like, well, what the hell is that Pokemon? Yeah. 
I remember that was a big thing. Because isn't it a cultural thing? Ho-Oh is supposed to like symbolize the beginning of like a journey or something like that. The idea of Ho-Oh behind it. I think it has something to do with Shintoism. It's something to do with luck or a blessing. Tim would know better than I would, but... Damn it, Tim! (laughs) Where are you? Tim always comments anyway. Tim, comment. What does Ho-Oh mean? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Oh, it's a palindrome. (laughs) It is a palindrome. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting that in my research, X and Y was the only one that never got a top. Or... Yeah, that is that is strange because w- it, you think it would have been right for it because, yeah, you had X, Y, and then obviously Z would have made the mm. would have made the, the trifecta. I, that might have also been the point where they just decided that that one didn't meet expectations the way they wanted to, so they just jumped to the next generation. Maybe? Or maybe do you... I loved X and Y, Or do you honest. think that they, they th- think they took it too far with the backstory of Pokemon and they didn't want to kind of go back into that by Maybe. reintroducing it to new players because it's it honestly the story is I think the darkest of the ones that I've ever yeah. played X and Y was what got me back into Pokemon yeah because I loved the the new look you could actually customize your avatar which mm-hmm. was awesome it was yeah. something you could never do before yeah where was I going with this <laughs> got you back in I thought Sorry. of something got me back in New types of Pokemon you uh, love. Yeah, Fairy actually started in X and Y, if I remember correctly, because mm. you had Florges and, and, and all that. Even previous generation Pokemon got the Fairy type. Like got rebranded. Snubble, yeah. Granbull, Gardevoir mm-hmm. became Fairy, Mawile was Fairy didn't, Steel. Uh, fairy actually became Fairy too, didn't it? Which made sense. Which did I make think sense. Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff were, were Fairy. Now they were normal Fairy. Maybe not. I don't fucking know. But, and yeah, honestly... <laughs> A little side note of that. I still fucking don't know what fairy works on, other than dragon. Yeah, I think dragon. <laughs> I can't for the life of me remember. I know steel just destroys it, but it's like, honestly, fairy still eludes me as, as a type. Other way. Oh, that works. Um, <clears throat> but X and Y, I absolutely fell in love with the two... Um, the two mythicals. Xerneas and Eveltal were fucking incredible looking. Which ones? I can't... This. Xerneas was like the deer with like the oh the, the DNA god strands of, and it's yeah. and it's thing yeah. like the god of life and the god of and then the of one who was evil telling was yeah the, the Norse bird yeah like, yeah I mean their designs were so he out was of so like broken yeah because like, they moved damaged and healed <laughs> Palkia and Dialga while they were cool were like just kind of lame like they were just their design look I mean you got fucking schlong neck and fucking twelve head because Dialga's head looked ridiculous but. So, like, when Evel Tall and, and Xerneas came out, I was blown away. I thought they looked absolutely awesome. That's right, because, yeah, I went with Evel Tall. Yeah, I had Xerneas. I, I loved them. I, it was the only game I've actually used the Mythicals in, well, in my I did party. Well, I did, too, in uh, Sun and Moon, because I loved theirs as well. Mm. The, 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 the lion Sol-Galeo. and the bat. Yeah, Solgaleo and Lunala. Just... But then... Like Sun and Moon, I played. Obviously, I loved it. The whole idea of like the islands was kind of neat. But Sun and Moon, my only complaint with it, so much goddamn hand holding in that one. For the first like two hours, it's like we're gonna go walk in this circle. Let me help you. This is how you turn left. I'm like, no, <laughs> just go. Thank you why your Pokemon is. <laughs> like that's pretty much what every game boils down to. When they have seven generations of Pokemon, do they feel that players well, need to have their hands? What I think they point? should do is they should be like, "Is this your first game?" And if oh, you say, yeah. "If you say yes, 
have it go through the, like a tutorial section, and if you say no, just dump you right in and go. Yeah, give you the story, no tutorials, you don't have a dumbass professor trying to hit on your mom the whole time, trying to lay that meow. Just That's <laughs> Tentacruel's job. <laughs> but, like, it... That Sun and Moon was awesome. I did like Sun and Moon a lot. I love the idea of the Alolan forms. Yeah. How you had Pokemon from like Gen One that was now different, like Volpix and Ratata. Yep, Volpix. Well, some of them were better than others. Well, but Geo I mean, looked completely. At stupid. least had new forms, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Diglett sprouting hair. Come on, oh, son. Yeah, that was <laughs> like <laughs> Geo dude turned into Russian ass golem for some reason. Everything had a mustache. Yeah. Do you notice that there were everything had a mustache in the Alolan form? You're like, why? <laughs> Eradicate looked like a big-ass hamster with the cheeks. I was yeah. like, I could have done away with it, but Sand Slash looked amazing. The ice worms? Yeah. yeah. Executor, well, I could have, that one I could leave because it just, it grew a longer neck. So instead of being short, dumpy palm tree, he's a big, long, tall fucking palm tree. Mm. Except now he's dragon grass. But, huh, why dragon? I don't know. They made that's, him dragon. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Okay. I, I don't know. He's like a land dragon. Or he didn't. Some he shit. didn't need to be a dragon. But but okay. that was uh, X and Y two also expanded on a lot of the other types. Like it felt like every game expounded on types. Like um, Ruby and Sapphire did much more for Dark and Steel, with you know Metagross and all that. I mean, you had a lot of the uh, what was it Duskull, uh, Banette, like those. Yeah, those types of Pokemon. Shove it. Yeah. Because what's the, the female Frost one, too? Frostlass? Yeah. That wasn't Glade, Diamond Pearl. Yeah, but that's the next one. Yeah, yeah. Glalie and... Yeah, so, yeah. like, types that were kind of tucked to the wayside in the first two generations started coming more to the forefront, which, and then, by the time you hit black and white, get the fuck out of here. There was no holes barred. There were, like, 900 ghosts. A few of the old Pokemon sprinkled in here, but let's just focus on these three types. Because even Diamond and Pearl felt like it was a lot of ground, a lot of water. To me, it felt that way anyway. For like the more common Pokemon, yeah, I yeah. suppose. But it, it, X and Y felt like it expanded a lot on the dragon, and obviously you had fairy, so it made sense with the dragon and, and stuff like that. So it's like I like that they, they kind of rounded out the typing a bit more. But uh, So from there, we'll go to what would you change about the series? The biggest... So Gen, Gen 8... Coming out on the Switch. What do you want to see? The biggest change they need to do is they need to overhaul the weakness resistance system. 100% agree. I am sorry, but when you can have Pokemon who end up being like eight times weak to stuff, and then you add in like stab bonuses. And held items that'll add increased damage, and moves that'll add yeah, increased damage. Yeah, it becomes to the point where, like, you're basically doing infinite damage to this Pokemon, and it's just falling over dead. There's nothing they can do to resist it. <laughs> That's and it's just and then resistance is like some of them, like, okay, yeah, I'm resistant to this. They still one shot me. That's, How? Honestly, the battle system is where the biggest overhaul needs to be made because you're right. At some point in these games, I want to say it's maybe around badge. Six, uh, maybe more so seven or eight. It turns into one hit slugfest. It's a one hit wonder! <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Stadium, there you go. <laughs> but that's all it comes down to is how can I kill him in less well, than two and, moves? If I can't, it's pointless. And to be completely honest, like moves that slow or poison your opponent, if when you're playing through the story, are basically useless. Yeah. You might as well just go all attack moves and then just 
pummel your opponent to death. And, where, and then, like, if you're playing... I guess the like, person, you yeah, can be where, a little more crafty. Yeah, where that's where like the competitive scene I think gets a little ridiculous is like so doing those like the, those leftover combo meals where you basically you like you just heal yourself to a ridiculous amount and you just wait till your opponent can't do anything yeah, the, anymore. The stall kill teams with Snorlax with leftovers yeah. with recover or sleep and whatever where you can just constantly yeah they have so much fucking life Chansey and Blissey and all them it's like they. Mm-hmm. They, the competitive scene is interesting because they come oh, up the, with some really the interesting that shit. They, like, that they think of that I never would. Yeah, they're cool, but it's boring. Yeah, and it's kind of pointless to do it in the yeah. in the story. The campaign, I guess. <laughs> put it in now, like, terms. would I want to see Pokemon go to like an action RPG system? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of fun for a side game. I don't know if I would do that for the main games. I feel like it should be more action-oriented. I, I feel like Pokemon needs to go to, like, an active time battle system where, like, moves have a cooldown. So you're not just getting fucking rocked with thunder all the time. Yeah. By, you know, because then your opponents get into this mindset where uh, that's all I'm going to use on you. You're weak to it? Boom. Here comes thunders. Here comes thunders. Here comes thunders. Here comes... Oh, max recover. Here comes thunders. It's like... Yeah. And it gets old. Like... Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the, the AI is so stupid because I'm asleep. Well, here's hypnosis. I'm already asleep. What are you doing that for? Here comes 9,000 tail whips, and you're not even going to attack me. It's like, yeah. here comes a rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck I hate rap. <laughs> but like, I feel like the AI needs to be overhauled to where they're a little bit smarter. I'm sick of fighting fucking children. With Weedles and Caterpies. Well, that's, yeah, the, the Maniacs and stuff that only have one type of Pokemon. Six Magikarp. Really? <laughs> that's where I feel like this game needs to be overhauled a little bit. Is, I want to see, well, I have a lot for this, actually, so I'm going to let Paul go after yeah. my point. But I, I want to see smarter, smarter AIs with diverse things. Yeah. Like diverse Pokemon types. I honestly, I, I would agree with that, is that I want to see smarter AI. One of the things that I, I never understood is they're the whole AI. Like, if you're asleep, why are you going to use a Pokemon to use, like, or... Uh, Bide. Yeah, well, <laughs> n- not even just that. Like, um, like, like with uh, 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 Haunter. Why are you going to use Dream Eater on me when I'm not asleep? <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you even program it like that? Be smarter. And w- uh, another thing is, I wish that, like you said with the Slugfest, I wish it would go back to more of a strategy-based um, battle system where mm-hmm. I remember the original, like the, like Generation 1, it seemed to, a lot of the time, it came down to paralyzing your opponents. Oh, yeah. It came down to poisoning them. Toxic is, I think, a grossly Ooh, yeah. underutilized move because that could destroy, regardless of, of if you have a weakness to poison or not, Toxic will affect any Pokemon, and it builds up over time unless you pull out that Pokemon or you cure it of Heal the poison. It, yeah. Um, and I would just like to see more of like the strategy base coming back from mm-hmm. it other than just a slugfest of, uh, I, let me pick the strongest move that I can, and that's all I'm going to use. Spam it. Basically, I mean that's that's you can't why can't in the game anymore. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like I that's why I honestly feel like Ruby was 
to me, I don't remember a lot of it because of the fact that it was so boring. Because I literally... Blaziken, like, it, it's turned into a verb. I Blaziken to the game. Like, that's it. I didn't need anything else. <laughs> he took it out of the out of the system and sky uppercutted it. I did. <laughs> I was like, duh, I'm done. Sky uppercut. Um, yeah. It's just, everything was just, it came down to a one-hit KO. I couldn't even catch Pokemon anymore because I was so far <laughs> in the game. I was so far in the game where it's like I couldn't catch a Pokemon just by throwing a Pokeball at it without weakening it, but I couldn't weaken it because I was killing everything. I see, that's where I will praise Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah. Like, you see the Pokemon wandering around the environment, and it just has the walk-up to and catch them. You don't fight them. Oh, see, that's cool. So, and then you only fight other people, other trainers in the environment, and then the gym leaders and stuff like that. Ah. But you gain experience by catching. Yeah. So it's like, if if there's a Geodude wandering around and you catch it, it gives your whole party, like, 15 experience. And if you catch, like, multiple Geodudes in a row, it gives you more experience, and then it improves your chance of finding a shiny. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So yeah. you but could then, do the combos and then mm-hmm. get the like those super rare Pokemon, and and then like go, you can actually transfer all those Pokemon to get like candies and carbos and irons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like that was how there was <laughs> a little bit of a tangent here. There was a guy who actually beat Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu with a level three Kakuna yeah. or Metapod. Uh, yeah. Because all he did was sit there in the forest, catch Caterpies, catch Caterpies to get all these candies. And then he would just use all of the candies on Metapod, and Metapod was a beast. Actually, I think he didn't didn't he do it with uh, Caterpie. I thought it was a Meta, I thought it was a Metapod. Oh, it, it hardened. Yeah, it hardened. So. Yeah, so he a new tackle and harden, and that's all he needed. It was like a level ninety nine, or no, it was level three. But because of the stat boost, there's no there's it's no the limit. It's an equivalent. No, there is a limit. Was it there? gets to the point where your stats hit the point where basically. You're a le- the equivalent of basically a level 100 Pokemon. Well, I was going to say, because I thought that yeah, your right, stats, like, even even though you can go up levels, like, it can't, the stat boost that you get, the artificial stat boost, only have a, like, there's a ceiling to the it. The candy, the, it doesn't work that way anymore. It basically, it maxes, it sets his stats to a level 100 Pokemon. He went into a random encounter, like, the fights, and used up all of tackles a pp oh so that he could struggle yeah and then he had harden and then he would just use potions to max out his oh, thing wait a so minute. no you can't use struggle as long as you have harden yeah mm-hmm. well and then yeah. i think he basically kept use harden until he all he had was struggle and that's yeah. all he did and then he'd heal or something like that and that's he beat the elite four that way oh wow it's ridiculous well <laughs> i mean that's a lot of time I mean, that's yeah that's a lot of time but i mean that's uh, hey, more good, power to him yeah good for him I, I did the, the Ash Challenge on Pokemon Yellow, and it nearly killed me. <laughs> yeah. But that, you're right. AI, definitely. And I honestly, like, I wouldn't mind, because I loved the idea in Silver that they went back to Kanto. When you were in Johto, they went back to... Uh, to, to the, mm-hmm. the, to Yeah. Pull yeah, a Metroid. Oh, we lost all your Pokemon in the travel. You have to start fresh. No, I actually uh, <laughs> hopes for the series. I'm going to talk about that because I have a very, very good idea mm-hmm. for that. That will never probably happen, but it would be cool. But I'll, I'll talk about that. But yeah, so I, anyways, they, they went back to Kanto. I want them to, like, I would love for them to just revisit some place. Mm-hmm. Have, like, half the game is in this new location, but then the other half is traveling amongst like the different areas that you've already been to just kind of i don't know i don't know how to necessarily innovate that but just in and of itself having that extra level of depth Mm -hmm. to it yeah i'm with you 
I'd say my biggest change is change the way gyms operate. So they're not single type? So it's not a single type. Yes, they oftentimes have double types, but it still has that one particular type. Yeah. And that always gets old to me. So you can always just yeah. go in, oh, it's yeah. a grass gym. I just walked in with one fire Pokemon and roasted it. Oh, there may be a fire fighting Pokemon in there, but, like, who cares? Or still, uh, a grass fighting, I'm sorry, like Breloom. Sorry, I still have fire. I'm gonna it's still normal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're like, still fucking it up. I, I hate the idea of themed gyms. I, I feel like that idea is played out. Mm -hmm. Let's do, they have four Pokemon, and they're diversely different with his staple. So, like, yeah, the gym can be a ground gym, so his staple final Pokemon is a ground whatever. You know, that would be fine. But make the first three Pokemon he whips at you something that throws you completely off guard. You know, hell, make it random. Honestly, make a randomly generated gym. With the exception of exclude legendaries and stuff out of it, yeah. That would actually yeah. be pretty interesting. I feel like that would be a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, like, because they kind of broke away from the conventional gym in, in Sun and Moon, Sun. sort of. You had to do a trial, and then you got to fight the gym leader. Bless, Bless you. you. But it was still overall, it's a fucking gym. Like, it, wasn't it just wasn't different. confined to one building all the time. No. Which, it was a cool idea. At least they're thinking outside the norm a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that, I say, I think, to me, would be the biggest thing I would love to see change. That and the battle system. I feel like straying away from this turn base system, like, get rid of it. I say go to an active time battle system with move cooldowns. Maybe not necessarily being able to move around the field or something, because that might get kind of weird. But, like, just yeah. something to where if you're using Hyper Beam, like, it takes time to charge before, you, and your opponent might get two attacks at you before you get you, before you pull off the move. You know what I mean? So it's like, something like that would be really neat. But well, they sort of do that with Solar Beam and, and with Hyper of, Beam. But even Solar Beam and Hyper Beam, you Hyper can, you can still evade them. You can dig. Your dig will automatically oh, go first. You yeah. can go down, and then the beam shoots and it misses. Well, not always, I guess. Not always go first, but you can always, like... There's ways to evade it. Well, and actually, though, if... Yeah, and if you miss it, then you don't have the cooldown either. The well, but then there was get... also ways around that. They introduced Sunny Day, which... Sunny instant... Day was an instant sunny the, the, solar beam. What was it? The, what's the downpour, the rain? You could... Uh, it was Thunder was an automatic hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was, like, move move mm -hmm. combos you could Where do. Where you change the rain, weather rain and dance. then... Rain Dance, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Rain was Dance. It? Rain Dance. Or if yeah. the opponent used Minimize and you stop, it was a one-hit KO. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was one I, I remember oh, very cool. vividly. And or an Earthquake with Dig. Ruby and Sapphire. Was it an Earthquake with Dig? Earthquake with Dig was a one-hit KO. Uh, well, yeah. Which makes sense, because they're in the yeah. ground. Yeah. But I, I feel like they, that would... Some sort of Nice overhaul. little touches like that would be kind of cool to see more of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're within this condition and I use this specific move, it does an extra thing. Yeah. yeah. That just would be really cool. Some sort of overhaul to the battle system, I feel like, just to keep it fresh. Because, yeah. like, now you're eight generations deep and nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. Which... Maybe that's what they're going for. I mean, it's a tried and true fucking well, formula. So. And maybe, and who knows, maybe it will change now that it's going to be on the Switch. It's going to be the first ever console release for the main series. So yeah. who knows, maybe they're going to throw in a lot of new innovations into it. I yeah. would love to see them kind of learn from, what was the XD and Gale of Darkness. Yeah. Because, like, those were really interesting. What's the, uh, is it, uh, is it Gale of Darkness or was it, yep. where you steal the the dark the Pokemon with the Snatcher thing? Yeah, and where, like, they were cursed with the dark aura and you'd 
purify them and and like turn them back to normal yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was had a really cool touch. Yeah, Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. You started the game with an Eevee. And then you got to choose what stone you wanted, which is, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. a genius idea. Yeah. Which is unfortunate that in Let's Go Eevee, you can't evolve them. So that kind of, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. But yeah. makes sense because technically you couldn't evolve Pikachu into Raichu in Yellow either. I don't think you can evolve Pikachu in Let's Go Pikachu. I don't think so. I don't the only way, can. too, is to catch like the other, other you'd, Pikachus and yeah. stuff like that. So. You'd have to catch a Pikachu in Eevee, probably, and yeah. transfer it over. But like, I feel like starting a game with an Eevee would be... Incredible, and then you get to pick what you want it to co- turn into or whatever. But uh, although, yeah, if they did that, I would ho- hope they would streamline Glaceon and Leafeon's evolution. I'm sure they would, because like the only way to get them was to go to that sp- that yeah. stone in the middle of that region and have them with them in your party. Yeah, and, and then, then you had to like walk around. And then Umbreon and, and Espeon were happiness, and then whether what leveled up at day or night, and yeah, like they started to get a little ridiculous with how things evolved. Yeah, but um, yeah, because even Electivire, Magmortar, you needed to be in a certain spot at a certain time when they leveled up, and they turned yeah. into whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so you mentioned the whole idea of the the traveling to another region mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I thought this out. I have seriously put a lot of thought into this. I wanted to send the idea to Nintendo, but I never did. Gotta interject. He thought a lot about it, Paul, which means we know it's going to be crap. No, no, no. This is good. This no, 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 no. <laughs> because this happens every time. How many iterations of, like, your card game or RPG Maker have you thought of a game or thought of a system and said this would be awesome, and then you overthink it, overanalyze it to the point where you're like, I don't no, this, this is anymore. garbage, i got to scrap it and start from zero. This is different. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he says every fucking time. No, no, it's different this time, I Let, promise. Let's hear your idea, Capcom. <laughs> All right, so, what is there, seven generations? Which means there's seven regions, right? Okay. Maybe narrow it down to the first four. Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh. You got the first four regions, because then Kalos was black and white. I yeah. don't even remember what the fuck X and Y was. And then, if you don't remember what Sun and Moon were... I don't remember what Sun and Moon were either. You already said it once. Did I? The oh, Alola. Yeah, once. Alola. I forgot. <laughs> it's Hawaii, motherfucker. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Dude, why is X and Y, like, I can't remember what that one was called. What is that region? Oh, my God. That's going to drive me crazy. Oh, look at it. Well, it's same thing with, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Black and White, I remember, was, was uh, uh, Kalos. Anyway, get so, your idea before you scrap it. So let's just say the first first four regions. All right. So pretty much the game does its introduction. Hi, you came to the world of Pokemon, and you know he does the whole spiel. You know you pick your gender and your you, a little outfit, maybe your appearance, and then you pick a region. So you start in one of the four regions, right? So let's say I, I love Ruby Sapphire. We'll start we'll start in the Hoenn region. Okay, you. You play through the Hoenn region like you would any other Pokemon game. Okay, you get in the badges, you fight the Elite Four, you're good to go. Maybe sprinkle an, an overarching story that's through all four regions, you know, whatever. So, alright, I beat the Elite Four, I'm the Pokemon champ of Hoenn, you choose your next destination of a, of a region. So, let's say I want to go to Kanto. You can go to Kanto. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because unlike Golden Sapphire, where you got to keep all your Pokemon... You still get to keep them, but now it's badge-restricted. Because, let's be honest, did the whole idea of the badge system even make any difference to you? We never traded Pokemon growing up, really. So See, it's like, it well, did. it's 
It's not even no because I because I had Pokemon that outgrew my. I remember, limits. but it never affected it. Yeah, because I remember playing the game and trying to get as few badges as possible, yet like completing the game. And I remember getting. How's that possible? Well, it's like because you can actually instead of like getting, there's a couple of gyms you can actually there's a couple of gyms that you can skip like until the very end like you don't actually really? have to yeah because oh, they only, don't they don't allow you to use HMs outside of battle you don't have to go do it them. only comes to the point to where you you need to do the gym where it allows you to use uh, strength outside of battle and one that allows cut. you to use surf don't you need cut yes yes well cut but I think you Flash get that you get that after um, after uh, surge uh, isn't it. Or is he? No, that's no cut. You it, can use it after might be, surge. It might be surge, but I think um, no, because cut you can cut. You have to. Is it you know, uh, Brock? Yeah. Is it Brock? Uh, the Pewter City? Then you can use cut. I think no. Brock gives you flash. Flash. Flash yeah. was an HM back then. Yeah. Well, you didn't need flash. Misty then. Uh, yeah, it may have been Misty. Yeah. But either way, um, I remember only having like three or four badges, but yet I had a Pokemon that was like level 50, 60. and mm. it got to the point to where it's like. I had the badges where it's like they said Pokemon under level 50 will listen to you. So that means that over level 50, they're going to be prone to not listening to you. I've never once had a Pokemon that has never listened to me. Right. Okay. So I own. it right, does right. not apply to Pokemon you, you caught can't. at low levels and raised. Oh. What it does you. apply to is traded Pokemon because they get the boosted experience. Right. Uh, could actually outlevel your ability to control them. Oh, gotcha. And I remember, okay. and I've had that issue with when mistrading <clears throat> me stuff. I did too in Ruby and Sapphire because unfortunately, my favorite Pokemon, Metagross. You don't get till the end of the fucking game. Uh, you get so Beldum from I can't remember what his name. Steven, I think his name is, is the the, the leader of that game. Mm -hmm. But you get Beldum from him. Well, I always wanted to play through a game with Metagross, so I traded it to myself from Emerald to Ruby or whatever. And yeah, it got to the point where it just wouldn't listen anymore. So I was like, dude, fuck this. It's like hitting itself. It's just flat out not attacking. It's just being. A total it's idiot. It's weird what it, it's gonna start doing. Yeah, it's really stupid. Like, Why? it's one thing to not listen to you. It's like, fine, I'm not gonna listen to you. Let me hit myself. <laughs> the only thing it can't do is switch itself out. <laughs> that would be really oh, funny it, if it could no, do that. No, it doesn't. Unless it has a move that it can switch out with. But like, <laughs> it would be like, funny. oh, it used this instead. Like, it just wouldn't listen. But mm -hmm. it only applied to traded Pokemon. So like, the whole badge idea was dumb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's implement the badge system to that degree. So now I, I played through Hoenn, I'm going to Kanto. Well, I can only, or hell, maybe you can just transfer transfer regions anytime you want. Mm -hmm. But still, those badge restrictions apply. You need a specific badge to have Pokemon in that region listen to you from any other region. There is another way they could kind of do it without having to do it that way. They could, well, I'm, yeah, it would still be overpowered because it moves, but like certain MMOs have it set up where certain regions or in some cases planets are level say 1 to 20. Mm. So if you're over that when you go to that planet, your stats are dropped down to that level and locked. I suppose. So you, you could, could almost do it that way, but mm. then again you'd still have these high level moves that yeah might not balance out very well. That's why I feel like the idea of that would 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 come into play very well because now it's forcing you to use a different party. Because mm -hmm. that was the biggest problem in Gold and Silver, is you, you could just, just use the, the party, party. Yeah, that you yeah. wipe the floor with the Elite Four with in this new area, mm -hmm. which all the Pokemon are dipped 20 levels back down. I couldn't catch that. a Houndor because <laughs> it was so low of a level, and my guys are in the 50s. Yeah. So, like, they could do it that way, where, you know what, I'm getting sick of fucking hoeing. Let's go to Johto. 
and but now I have to use a whole new set of Pokemon. You pick a starter. Maybe you have a Pokemon or two low level from from Hoenn that you can use there. But so once it hits that level, so it's now basically we don't just like putting the four games all into one. Like you're just playing them back to back. Pretty That's much. What you're doing then, and then you have maybe an overarching story between the four. Like you, mm-hmm. this is the first region you beat. Now it'll trigger an event in one of the other. You know, so they oh, could yeah. do it. That there's kind of another way. I, I just thought of they could they could do it. So you pick whatever region you start in, and basically they have the map divided into however many parts they would need to per thing. And say, say you chose to start with Kanto. You can only go up to a certain gym, and then you end up flying to one of the other regions and doing one of their sections of the map, and you jump between them for the story. And then as you're going, you progress to different regions in part of each map. I suppose, but I feel like that would be too linear. That would still force you to be playing out one story, whereas this one, you're free to choose your region. Yeah, but it would still be linear, because you would just be like, oh, I'm doing all of this region, then all of another. Then well, all of another. It's yeah. all, no matter how, it'd still be linear. It wouldn't be, oh, I, I can just go explore, like, Breath of the Wild. Well, no, but at least mm-hmm. you still have the freedom to switch areas well, that you want to switch. That would be an interesting Pokemon game. It's kind of like Pokemon meets Mega Man. Pokemon Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, could you imagine having a complete open world where you just go to, you're allowed to go free roam and do things and have other people play online, like, online with you? Never. And then just have, well, you don't wouldn't have to have it online. That's the... But then have it so yeah, you're just in a big open world. You're allowed to go explore all of these randomized caves and stuff. But then have cities you can hit that have the gym. Mm-hmm. But then be That's not, awesome. and then have a completely free to play sandbox Pokemon. Yeah, and instead that would of be fun. and instead of having the predetermined like battles with trainers and stuff along the way, the other people that you're battling are the optional battles that you could do against. Like or you could play people. in an offline mode where you don't have to see other people. I'm about to say you're that. just yeah. turning this game into like Destiny. But it's Pokemon. <laughs> but yeah, but it'd be, well, it'd be different because you'd still be catching them and you'd be doing stuff. Yeah. So I suppose that would be kind of neat. Yeah. That'd be cool. Because yeah, be, yeah, I could do that. It'd be interesting because, like, say, part of your path is, or like, okay, I want to go this way, and then you hit a part in like a forest where shit. If I only had cut, mm-hmm. and I don't have the oh, ability to use it, and you could, jump I could in. no, I could no longer go that direction, and then have to find another path. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's you could true. do a lot of really cool stuff with a Pokemon like that. Yeah, or just even have a buddy playing with you who could cut it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kalos is X and Y's territory. <gasps> Kalos. I thought Kalos was black and white. No, it's X and Y. It said Kalos is the what was area. It? What was black and white? Well, we didn't need to know Cause, that. Because yeah. Diamond and Pearl was Sinnoh. I remember that. Yeah. What would... Kalos. Really? Ain't that a B? <laughs> so you're remembering the wrong game. But yeah, I feel like that would be a really cool idea is to just kind of have a more open of, of a choice between the regions. Because Unova. That's what it was. Black and Unova. White. Unova. Fuck. There we go, yeah. That, cause Unova Black- would have guessed it. He's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's right, because Black and White was the one where I fell off like really hard that I didn't even beat the game. I think I got maybe four badges in. I was sold it. The first Pokemon game I ever you actually sold, sold it? I sold wow. that in Heart Gold. I know, I know Wasn't you did. that a mistake? I know. Because <laughs> I just... Because Bla- Heart Gold and Soul Silver used the, used the Diamond Pearl engine, and I despised the Diamond Pearl engine. Really? I, it was so terribly sluggish. I just oh, hated it. Oh, sure, sure. I got to... Uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver was there. 
there was a point where you went through. Was it? No, Silfco was the original. Yes, yeah. it was. Yep. There was a place like Silfco, I think, in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and I, I just, I, I got sick of it. I got sick of the game. I got sick of playing it. So I, I sold it. I said I can't do this. But um, yeah, I, I feel like that would be a cool idea, is to 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 expound on the gold and silver idea, but but make it feasible to where you could kind of travel between regions that you wanted to. What about you? Hope a hope for the next game. Or well, for Paul and for Paul's case, it'd be what big thing would draw you in for another one. Well, he doesn't have a switch, so nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, I, that could always change, though. At any That's point, true. I mean, there, I mean, look, it only took Resident Evil for him to want to buy a PS PS4. Yeah. So well, and also know. too with uh, with the idea that uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three coming out on the Switch, that would be that would be a console seller. Really, honestly, really? Um, awesome. I loved. Ultimate Alliance 2. Um, I love the first one. I love the second one even more. Love the X-Men and, Legends 1 and 2? Yeah. And it's... I like I like Legends 2 a lot more than I liked 1. Maybe just we'll because... Juggernaut? Well, no. Because, <laughs> because Legends 2 actually played a lot more like what Ultimate Alliance ended up becoming. Yeah. Maybe we'll play those um, on the channel. I would love to. Because I think I have but, them um, GameCube. But uh, uh, 2009 is when number two came out and um so i mean it's literally been like 10 years since they've released an ultimate alliance so uh oh um we have bad luck with games that release it i know later. i know so we'll, we'll but see but this is also a completely different company making it and they know how to make games but to be quite honest i would say if pokemon did try like honestly like what we were talking about with pokemon being almost like a breath of the wild uh grand level kind of sandbox uh, experience where you could then kind of explore all of the regions. You're not just locked into one. You can explore all of them. You can interact with other people throughout the world or you could just play it on your own. Something like that. That idea of it, honestly, that would probably pull me in because I would, like, you wouldn't you could not feel more like a true Pokemon trainer than if you were in this world basically like you are now in the story it's not just you looking yeah. at a character in that area you are in that area you could build the team you've always wanted to build exactly me with a, a, a nine tails with a metagross with a agron having with, all the different yeah. generations accounted for in there yeah, yeah with with uh, aegis slash you know just oh, kind of build that. the team you it would actually <laughs> even go a bit further with that sandbox idea maybe you could even have like, it, it, let's say... Could you imagine walking into an area and then seeing two Pokemon battle for dominance of, like, uh, control of, like, an area? So, That's like, what you I could, was thinking you could, of. You could have, like, two po aggressive Pokemon fighting each other and say it's, like, you know, Houndour and something in the region. Well, Houndour wins the fight, so the other Pokemon now is now rare in the region for a little while... And then after that a timer, cool. they fight again, and it's random determined who wins. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, whoever keeps winning those fights is who you see more of in a region. Like, yeah, a shifting Pokemon territorial thing. Yeah. Hell, I would that say... That would be really or, cool. Or you could even do something territory-wise, like, okay, so Primeape is known to have, like, a, a notoriously terrible temper. It's like, go walking through an area. His region, he walking just, through his region, and just, like, you just get pelted with primates because they literally do not want outsiders or they don't want people around <laughs> you could almost do events like destiny where primates are running wild trainers go there and thin the herd could so you imagine like a population yeah, control. could you almost would be really a fucking nice cool. little touch would be like actually swim in the water and see whale lord in its full size oh, oh that would be how cool that would be yeah. to go into the ocean like with dive and just swim up <laughs> next to this giant balloon 
<laughs> Swarmed yeah, by Vespa Queens. Yeah. You died. <laughs> just a blood splatter when Resident Evil 2 comes up. Just something eats you. Uh, <laughs> why did you do that? Go into oh, a forest man. that's infected with those, uh, what are those electric spiders? Joltix? Yeah, just Joltix. Oh, God. You were, you were zapped to death. <laughs> <laughs> you have Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> that would only happen if you dealt with the deer Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Swashbuck or whatever. Oh, Sawsbuck. Um, there's like a lot of cool stuff they could do with a system like that. Maybe even mm -hmm. something as as weird as like how Pokemon Go does the gym system, where you where a certain team takes over gyms. You could have. Well, they could set that up as a PvP aspect. Yeah, you're allowed to conquer a region. As a as part of one of like the teams you join, and then yeah. everyone from your team has to get together and battle it off, and you know try to take over the region again. Yeah, mm -hmm. even uh, something as you know, even to earn the badges could kind of be something the same way, where you're fighting a local gym leader, like you're yeah. appointed as a gym leader, and you go there and like if if somebody requests a challenge, you 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 actually fight that person, so you're fighting somebody else. For the gym badge, mm -hmm. maybe it might get dicey because people cheat. Well, so that's you'd why end I up think, with I, like somebody being the gym badges balls. would still have to be NPCs. But like, there you could have challenge missions where you could get, you know, candies for stats or some like new clothes for customization yeah. and stuff like that. Because they were always because then there'd be still a draw to actually winning. You get new items, you cosmetics for you or your Pokemon or yeah. items, and it would be such a cool idea. That's actually a really good fucking idea. Damn, you guys nailed it. See now, Nintendo, listen to us. Yeah, yes. really? Come on, <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Reggie, come on, hit us up. <laughs> What's his re Reggie Philemy? Philemy. It's Philemy. It's Philemy. Oh. No, it's not. I don't know how to actually oh, I was it. Yeah, it's, but it's it spelled like Philemy. <laughs> yeah. It's Reggie Fiamy. Uh, ah. Yeah. What a. Never mind. <laughs> Let's call him a pretentious douche. No. He's not pretentious. I know. He's actually, he's actually a super I cool like, guy. I, I love Reggie. I think he is he is wonderful. If anybody could be the face of Nintendo he's a good um, choice. outside of... Uh, uh, well, no, not that. No, I was thinking like Iwata. Oh, um, If anybody could be the face, I'm glad that Reggie is because Reggie is... It, like one example is like the whole Nintendo, the, the NES Classic Edition where they knew that they kind of screwed up with the shortages and stuff like that. And Reggie said, guys, just please hold off. We're going to make more. Don't give in to the scalpers who are charging $300. Yeah. We're going to put enough out there so that everybody who wants one will get one. It's just going to take a little bit of time. And he was as true to his word because you still find the NES Classic Edition on shelves. They're easy to find now. They are easy to find now. Yeah. The, the SNES, a little bit more difficult. But, give it again... But it's but it's true. Uh, like he he said, don't give in to the scalpers, and I'm so glad that they knew what was going on. And they said, hey, don't don't do this. We'll make it so that it's out there. And now all those scalpers who bought all of these other systems and stuff, and now they're just stuck with them. It's like, jokes on you. I'm so happy. <laughs> so I think yeah. Reggie's a great guy. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He's a good face for us. Yeah, uh, I'm glad he is. All right, so we we got that. So what are your guys' hopes for the? The series. No, I would a game like basically how we described it. I, that would be the the best thing I think yeah. uh, Game Freak and Nintendo could do to make Pokemon feel fresh again. 
I think so too. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with me. Is I, I think honestly, that's what my hope would be is something in that sense or something that is innovative to the point to where it gets me back into Pokemon. It feels like a new because, game, not just a rehash. Yeah, because I literally that's why I'm not as into Pokemon as you guys are, just because it feels like the same song and dance every time they release it. But see, mm-hmm. I got a weird compulsion where I've. You gotta catch them all. Oh, yeah, there's that too. It's like, Pokemon. I'm an addict. No, I just I have this thing where like if I say I start a series, even if I don't really care for the series or game the game, I just I have to you finish, have to finish it. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have that. Con- just, yeah. And Pokemon's one of those ones where it's like, well, I've been playing it this long. Well, why not just take the next one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I might actually go back and try to find a copy of Black and White and try to play through it. I don't think black and white's too terribly expensive. No, it, and that was one thing is they fucking hold their po- price. For Pokemon a long games time. really held their their value. I think XY are the only ones that didn't. Yeah, well, complete. Well, newer ones, yeah. Your heart gold complete yeah. fifty dollars and eighty eight cents. Hey, it's fifty dollars down from what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they were hitting like they eighty were, bucks yeah. at GameStop and stuff like that. Heart gold and Soul Silver oh, yeah, at one point true. were triple digits. Yeah. So, I mean, it's actually gone down a lot, and I, mm-hmm. I, I wonder why, because I think even Black and White and, and Diamond and Pearl of them are fairly cheaper now. Mm-hmm. Even, mm-hmm. even like, Red and Blue and those used to be kind of expensive, and they've kind of dipped down, too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's because they've hit that digital problem, because they re-released a lot of those games as digital. Well, they did go up for a while when Pokemon Go was huge that first summer mm-hmm. that they released it, because people then wanted to get into the old... Pokemon or, games, or the people who of... played the old ones were suddenly like, "Oh, nostalgia! Let's go back and play these." Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And and now it's kind of calmed down yet again. Yeah, quite a bit. So. Well, shit, this is a long one. This is a long one. So yep. we there. I just think I just thought of another way that I think Pokemon could do an interesting type of game. Really, wouldn't be for everyone. And I mean, obviously, Nintendo would. And then would it probably couldn't be on a Nintendo system, but imagine like a VR Pokemon experience where uh, yeah, was, you know we we yeah. talked about that one VR experience where they have like the maze set up and you have the VR gear on and you it looks like you're in the world. Yeah, have a a Pokemon theme park or something like that where you're doing something like that where you're walking around and it's a much more interactive version of Pokemon Go. And you could like have something you could save your data on and continue and go back and do stuff like this. It's a real life safari zone. Basically, yeah. That'd be kind of yeah. cool, actually. Yeah, It'd yeah. be. <laughs> I mean, and it obviously would have to be some form of combination of like VR or augmented reality type stuff with like Google Glass or yeah. things like that. But that would be a way that they could do something more unique. Where now I've got this thing and I have to physically go. And like interact with these Pokemon and mm-hmm. do stuff. It'd be a very interesting side project, not a main series, though. Yeah, because even Pokemon Go, like, is it? It kind of went the way of Pogs for a little bit, where it was huge for like a couple months and then it just died. Mm-hmm. But it still actually has surged quite a bit again. Like it's come. Back. It goes up and down a lot. Yeah, but even that, like, it, it wasn't an original idea. That what was it? Ingress, I think, was, was doing it before, and now you have a lot of games that offshoot, yeah, like this because Pokemon Go, I think, kind of jumpstart that idea. Well, it's because <clears throat> uh, what is it? Uh, the I, I, uh, Shin Megami actually did does one. 
they, they, the digital devil something. I can't remember what it is. D two something. Uh, but there's uh, a Shin Megami like version of Pokemon Go now. Is Nintendo doing what Nintendo does? Like they used to be the innovators, but now they're a. Uh, they're very good at taking underutilized ideas and concepts and blowing them up. Hey, if it's, they're, they're based. They're the apple of gaming. They're good at it. Yeah. So I mean, so, you can't can't hate them. They for get their. It. They get well, and that's like I don't as from a. From the business perspective, I don't fault them for it because it's yeah. what gets their brand to continue, and it does get us great games for yeah. great systems. But at the same time, it's like when the the fanboy side of these companies is all of a sudden like, "Oh, they did this," and we're like, "No." If you really look into it, they're not the first to do it. They just help popularize it, right? Mm-hmm. But that's honestly what's needed. To, it needs to happen. Some, I mean, that's that's why you have so many like technologies and stuff that just don't take off. It's because nothing really makes it a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Switch in and of it, they, Nintendo has always blown it out of the water with innovation as far as their consoles go. Are they the best graphically? Never. <laughs> They've always been a step behind graphically. You know, but they also they also kind of focus on availability and family. Yeah. So, but they've always been really good at taking, like the Wii was innovative as hell. You had people who had never touched a console buying a Wii, mm-hmm. like older people who who did it for like the Wii Sports. That's all they had though. The Wii Sports. <laughs> well, cause, and that's still I think one of the highest selling games on the on the system. But it was packaged with so many copies. Yeah. with the system that it doesn't really count. But that's what they needed. You yeah, know what I mean? And and you even look at the Wii U, even though it was a failure technically, the the idea of the tablet, or not the tablet, but like that controller that mm-hmm. was the screen and stuff, was, it, it really, it was a genius idea. It hadn't been utilized very well, but it was, it Again, was awesome. Good example, that's a great example of Nintendo taking another company's idea. Dreamcast. Mm. Too, uh, no, 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 no. But now, now you got to say it's guaranteed. It's you know, years of technological difference, I but it is still so. this exact same concept. Mm. I suppose to a point. I mean, granted, yeah. Okay, like I said, there's massive limitations between the tiny little <laughs> the VMU. and then. But it's still they. I have a, con- a screen in my controller that does stuff for the game I'm playing. But it was, but what made the Wii U awesome was the fact that you could actually just turn it off the TV and yes. play it on the tablet. Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody wanted to watch TV, you could just play your game on the tablet, which was awesome. Not all games could do it. I, but I think there was a couple that were locked. Yeah. You needed... You needed the inventory, yeah. which was on the, the controller. But even the Switch is... I mean, it's a genius system. Mm-hmm. It's I, a console handheld that... To, had, be on, to be honest, I really don't even use my Switch on TV mode very often. On the it, only time I do is if I want to keep playing and it needs to charge. I'm the, I'm the complete mm-hmm. opposite. I never take it out of the cradle. I play on my television, but I love having the option to take it out of the cradle to mm-hmm. play it mobile, which is why Pokemon on the Switch is a genius move. Yeah, It's seriously, Let's Go Eevee and, and Pikachu are already doing gangbusters because mm-hmm. it's it's a console, but also a handheld. Yeah. So it's... They, it bridges that, that yeah. gap, basically. Yeah. Which is why they're not making any more mainline for the 3DS. Because mm-hmm. what's the but, point? You now have the portable. To be completely honest, I would not be surprised if going forward they kill the through the DS line. I wouldn't be shocked. For the just mm-hmm. going the direction of the Switch. Yeah, maybe. They're already looking at making a cheaper Switch come out. Oh, really? Yeah, within mm-hmm. the next year or two. And it's, it does... It's not coming with certain things. I think it doesn't come with a dock or something like that. 
Like it's literally I have no idea. It's literally just gonna be the handheld with the Joy Cons or something like that, I think is what they said. And it's gonna be at a much cheaper price. Well it's three hundred. So it, well, I think they're the dock's only like seventy bucks, so it wouldn't not be that. Even that because it's just a chunk of plastic with a little board in it. No, they're like they're seventy bucks. I know. I, it's, <laughs> I to manufacture, to buy it's like two. But. Oh yeah, but because I wanted to buy a separate dock for like the power trip room or something, to where like I can take it out of here and put it in here, or mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. vice versa. But yeah, I never take it off the the TV because I never really need to. Plus, I don't want to bring the damn thing anywhere. It's like, well, I bring three hundred bucks on this. I'm not gonna I bring it, it here, crazy? and then like if I go to my aunt and uncle's for like a family gathering, I'll bring it there to play. Yeah. That's, I, I don't go outside to the basketball court like they show in the commercials and stuff <laughs> yes, like that. But, but get, a, yeah. get a group of people who are playing basketball and are all of a sudden like, oh my god, a switch! <laughs> well, this got weirdly off topic because, well, it stayed well, on topic still... for a little bit. But yeah, that's Pokemon. We we didn't cover offshoots. Maybe we'll do that in a different episode. The card game a little bit more we can expound on. There's there's a lot, though. I oh, think that yeah. in and of well, itself is a whole other thing. Yeah. We kind of touched on it at the beginning that Pokemon is just so massive of a thing. There is no way you could cover everything without having like a 24-hour podcast. Mm. And to be perfectly honest, it's one of the few franchises like it. Even Mario, like doesn't they had some bad. offshoots here and there, but it doesn't compare. No. Pokemon has transcended so many genres that even Mario hasn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mario's maybe dabbled in one or two here and there, but Pokemon's done, like, what, four or five different genres now? You yeah, have the main RPGs. series. You got, I mean, so I like, you got RPGs. You got Dungeon Crawler. You have... Because you had the, the one where you're the toys. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's done puzzle games. Puzzle games, I'm pretty sure. It's Snap, so I don't know what you would consider that. It's done... A rail shooter? It's done a fighting <laughs> game. Yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Tournament. Pokemon Tournament, yeah. Jeez, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's The only honestly... thing it hasn't done is a racing game. Give it time. <laughs> so, it's it's on, honestly, like, it's up there as, like, maybe one of the top five IPs in the world. I yeah. think so, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I about to say, it would take us too long to cover everything now, so I think we'll call it, uh, call there, it a day There's here. one little side topic I do want to get your input on. So, I don't know if you've been paying attention... But there is Never. something, well, yeah, for you, <laughs> uh, probably for you too, but Microsoft is looking at doing, expanding Xbox Live. I heard, yeah. And it's going to be going to iOS, Android, and, and they're talking about con getting in touch with Nintendo mm -hmm. to put Xbox Live on Switch so that cross-play can happen between all of these different devices. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? To be perfectly honest, I, I think, think it's, it's stupid. Happen. It's I, a stupid idea. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that the cross, uh, like the the cross play that they're talking about, that there's too few games. They're mainly talking about like Minecraft and Fortnite, FPSs or, or arena battles. Yeah, or arena battles. It's, it's just I don't think that there is enough of a of a demand for it. It doesn't make sense at this point. Well, then the other thing I I thought about mm -hmm. it was uh, Nintendo. Well, Japan in general is still very like xenophobic. They don't like outsiders doing yeah, and stuff. I, and I, honestly I don't know think... if they would allow an outside company yeah. to, like, another country to no. do that. And I, and I think with the direct competition of Nintendo and Microsoft in that sense, in the game Microsoft, arena like that... Microsoft's th not a competition for anyone. Well, no, <laughs> but, but but they're they're still a big name yeah. in gaming. Um, well, of course, they're one of I don't the three. Think, there is no one else. I don't think Nintendo would ever... I don't think they would ever go for it. To be honest, in Nintendo's aspect, I don't think Xbox would benefit it. 
I mean, look at what no. main games come out on an Xbox. Well, FPSs, one, the big arena shooters. That, the big things, that they weren't necessarily talking about games and stuff, but one of the big things they were talking about was uh, like network, in, network infrastructure, so better online, mm-hmm. cross-play for, like, I mean, cross-friends uh, lists, and, and voice IP and stuff like that that Nintendo just cannot do because they do not have the backing for stuff like that. To be fair, though, like what games are people clamoring for to play with somebody on the Switch? I don't know, but that's it's <laughs> one of those things where... No, I think it's... I think... I think Microsoft is positioning themselves for the future of gaming, I, I was and not say, for they're they're trying to get in the position for when things go basically to cloud gaming, and that is it. See, I think that they're they're yeah. trying to get ahead of the technology. I, I think and, it might branch be, out. I think it might be the future of gaming, but at this point, is it ready it, for? It's it? not ready for it. It doesn't make sense. Feels like a desperation move, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I think Xbox knows they're getting beat by by Sony. Mm-hmm. As far as the PS4 goes, because they know they're losing that war. Oh yeah. Even though you still have those Xbox fanboys that fucking absolutely talk nothing but shit about how great the Xbox One is, and I can point at my shelf and be like, "Look at the library. PS4 beats it hands down." Yeah, and it's well, it's funny too because um, Microsoft has been going at this battle so long, and they think, "Oh, it's it's always been a two-legged race between Microsoft and Sony." Mm-hmm. And now with the Switch coming out, all of a sudden, hey, wait a minute, we were not even Nintendo wasn't even in our crosshairs. Now all of a sudden, they might kind of edge well, us out as the number two. And then there's also like they, Microsoft has lately has been trying to get crossplay with Sony and. Sony's not wanting to play that way. Why would you? Well, because they got more of the market share. So so maybe it's one of those, you know, the enemy of my enemy. Yeah, Yeah. my friend, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, to be honest, if PlayStation and Xbox came together, Nintendo would have a fight, or would have a struggle, I think, a little bit, but Nintendo, I don't think, will ever go away. Mm. There is no no way in hell. And I can guarantee you that Nintendo and PlayStation would never be like they would never cross. Well, then never. Not after what happened with uh, when yeah. they were supposed to make a system together. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's also a, a regime change as far as those decisions made. So you never yeah. know. No. But I mean, I still don't think it's going to ever happen. At this point, I really don't think Xbox would be a benefit to either mm-hmm. either company. No, because they're like I said. I, maybe I'm not although, educated enough. I'm although, just kind of spouting my I, opinion. I feel like they're floundering. Well, but you also got to, like, lately, Microsoft has been buying up a lot of the big-name independent studios. That's true. So they're trying to basically kick the legs out of under from underneath Sony. Yeah. And Sony's not going to be able to respond to it because they can't. The only part of Sony that really makes money is PlayStation. Yeah. Their video, like, like, from what I understand, their movie aspect and their technology aspect cost the company money, don't make them money. But they're place, But the PlayStation brand makes more money than. Yeah. Well, and mm. even as far as gaming goes, exclusivity is a thing of the past for the most part. Yeah. If it's on Sony, it's on Xbox. With the exception of first-party titles. Yeah. And that's why Microsoft has been buying the stu- these different studios is because, hey, look, we've got more exclusive stuff that's going to be coming out this way, and Sony cannot get the rights to these things. And I'll be honest with you, they played that song and dance years ago, too, and now look what happens. You still have that, like, games being released later dates... Uh, you know, maybe it might be a couple years down the road, but eventually it ends up on the other platform. The only one I can think of that really did is Mass Effect, but that even that, not all of them ended up on the other systems. Not all of them, but I mean, you got because well, I'm kind of comp- this is kind of a bad comparison, but like the 360, like Last Remnant, 
what, what was the other one? Vesperia, I suppose. Vesperia is on a on, a, on the Switch now. Yeah. Actually, it's on all three, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. it's like exclusivity kind of loses its effect because eventually they all come out for each other. So it's like there really is no benefit to buying these studios because eventually they're going to part ways anyway because they always fucking do, and then they're just going to sell it to PlayStation or Nintendo. Well, exclusivity doesn't make sense anymore now with third parties because if they are... Technology is basically all the same. No, the no, no, no. It's because if you are <clears throat> making a game that you... It's a third party that makes a game that's exclusively for the PlayStation... They're losing the market share of the Xbox and the Switch owners. Yeah. They're not making that money. They're not selling those games for that. Well, and see, that's... It gets into a whole bunch of stuff, but yeah, I suppose it'd be too much of a rant. Yeah, we, this would be a whole other topic in and of itself, but that's actually a really good question. I did see that that thing with Microsoft and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I think it's a dream, and I don't think it would... I don't think yeah, it's going to happen. No. I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, holy crap. Yeah. What a What a... These, we always ramble on these. We ramble. <laughs> yeah, as we do. But there you go. That's our episode on Pokemon and Part stuff. 1. Pokemon Part 1. That's what we'll call this because Lord knows we'll come back to the Pokemon Lord franchise. knows it never ends. <laughs> so there you guys go. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hit us up with a message to what's your favorite uh, what was your favorite generation of Pokemon? You What's you. your Holy favorite shit. Pokemon? Uh, do you think that Ash was a good trainer? Or do you agree with us that Ash was probably one of the worst trainers probably? ever? Jesse and James were stronger than Ash. Ash was ass! He was. So, never made that joke before. <laughs> no, you have not. I'm the first person in the world. <laughs> it's, really not, it's really not that funny, though. So Shut the fuck up. Damn, screw you. On that so, note, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Check out PowerTripGaming.tv. It'll take you right to our channel where you can watch all of our other playthroughs, our side quests, our other content, as long as catching the other episodes of our Power Trip Gaming Powercast. That's right. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can go to you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or other various podcasting platforms. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Wobbuffet? So that's... Wobbuffet! <laughs> oh, I loved Wobbuffet. <laughs> just because the female version was just Wobbuffet with lipstick. It was amazing. <laughs> and on that note, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>